Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome this week's episode of Talks with Tavu. Welcome this week's episode of the podcast. Appreciate y'all being here, man. We got a great episode with a great guest. Before I introduce this guest, I just got to say, this Friday, November the 12th, I will be in Chicago at the Vic. Uh, and it's actually, the 12th is my birthday. It's my first time playing an out-of-town show on my birthday. I'll be on Peekaboo's Butthole Tour. So if you're in the area, dude, come say what's good. Come holler. And I just got to let you know that my new mix, Stuff Me Volume 3, will be out on Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving um, third year. I literally just finished it right before I did this intro, and it's fucking, it's it's amazing. I love it. I love doing these mixes so much. Just to be able to, you know, I'm not worried about making people dance. You know, I always want to play some hitters, but I just want to, I want to get you in there, bro. I want to stuff you up, baby. You know what I'm saying, daddy? But anyway, my guess today is a fucking amazing producer somebody who i've known in this scene for a very long time like me and him actually go back to like the beginning whenever i started taboo when he started elite we met each other on the internet met up uh he was in town he was in new orleans doing some work so got him on the show uh he has a new album dropping today as soon as y'all are done listening to this podcast go listen to his new album because uh he let me listen to some of it and it's incredible man y'all go check it out so i'm gonna let it get into it ladies and gentlemen mr leet Nervous, dude? No. No? You look nervous, bro. You look like you're freaking out right now. I'm sorry. I'm just such a big fan. I, I'm just... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. How are you doing today, dude? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. It's great. You know, like um, last week I messaged you and I was like, yo, I'm going to be in New Orleans for nine days and I want to do taboo talks. And you were just like, yeah. So now I'm here and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it when it works out like that. Because it, ma- it wasn't a matter of if I was going to have you on the show. It was a matter of just when. When, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, I'm here. Uh, I'm actually not here f- just to do this show. That'd be a little a little weird. I'm actually here because... Um, that wouldn't be weird. It'd be cool of you. It'd be, be really cool. cool of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're here just to do the show. Yeah. I- I'm here for a lot of things, but mostly I'm here uh, this week to help old people learn how to use PowerPoint. Really? Yeah. So um, Try to bring it a little bit closer to you. Yep, there you go. Boom. Okay. So I'm in New Orleans to help old people learn how to use PowerPoint. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm working with this uh, with this company. I'm doing some contract work. Uh, they flew me out and paying for my stay. And I'm just just helping old people, you know, use basic programs. Um, and um, yeah, like such an easy job, but very thankful for the opportunity to do that dude I, it makes me think of like those all-state commercials where they're like stopping you from becoming your parents oh you, yeah. you know the you know commercials i'm talking about like we can't help you from uh we can't help you from becoming your parents but what we can do is give you great insurance every month or some shit like that yeah. you see those commercials yeah I it have. makes me think of that like you're just like now what is a pdf everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh just old people you know they're just so special no dude they should be put in homes yeah <laughs> nah man i'm joking <laughs> but we did put my old parent my old grandparents in home so yeah 
you know, we did that. <laughs> that sucks. No, it didn't, dude. It was fun. It's fun. Why did we enjoy that? I mean, no, I'm joking, dude. I'm joking. No, we did put them in a home, but dude, I'm jealous because like where they live is like a five star resort. They were like retirement home. No, this is back home in Mississippi. Oh, they live like in a fucking five star resort. Like it's like they're at a hotel at every moment. Is there room service, dude? Yeah, dude, they'll come wipe your ass for you too if you need them to. I mean, they all, bro. What you think? What's what's the name of this place? Uh, Saint Catharines. All right, out in Madison, Madison, Mississippi. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, you gonna go over there and start Uh, teaching PowerPoint? uh, No, no, it's just that whenever I'm older, um, you know, you said that they wipe your ass there. They will sign me up. Dude, honestly, dude, whenever I need to be t- put in a home, I hope I'm putting that home. In Mississippi. Yeah, that's only time I'll ever go to Mississippi is uh, to retire and get my ass wiped. Hey, dude, not a bad place to retire. It'd be cheap. Be cheap. The South is cheap. South is Speaking cheap. Speaking of, yeah, I just moved from the South, actually. I, I moved to Denver uh, this July. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah, um crazy expensive compared to where I used to live because I used to live in this town called Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's a college town. It's where I went to school. MTSU graduated in 2018. But, um, you know, uh, my rent there was like $400 a month for a house and I lived there for five years. By yourself? Uh, no, I had roommates. There's okay. there's no way you could get that kind of price without roommates. But I'm in Denver now, and um, same same situation, got roommates. But, oh, my goodness, I am paying, like, twice as much to live there. But totally rewarding, though. It's uh, Love Denver. The culture there is great. Um, like, it's just such a huge upgrade from where I used to be. And the opportunity um, for artists out there is also quite abundant just because there's so many so many other artists that live there and it's just a, a nice melting pot for um, the bass music scene i would say so no i'm i think i'm actually about to move out there are you serious mm-hmm, about six months oh shit i've um it's That's something cool. i've been saying for about two weeks now wow <laughs> about two weeks i've been like you know what i'm moving to denver in six months i bet you won't but watch me, dude. Don't believe me. Just watch, dude. I'll fucking go Trinidad James on your ass. Boy. I, feel like, I feel like it's a normal thing for everybody to be like, you know what? I want to move to Denver. But dude, a lot of people don't actually. I do. straight up will go Trinidad James on your ass, boy. Don't believe me. Just watch. Okay? Okay. All right. You know what? I'm not going to doubt you anymore. You're no. going to move to Denver. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. That's what, I've been, that's what I've been thinking, man. I feel like I've been getting too comfortable here. Yeah? I'm too comfortable. In New Orleans? Fuck yeah. I'm too comfortable. I'm tired of hurricanes, too. But yeah. That, that that's actually kind of valid <laughs> yeah yeah i'm tired of hurricanes i'm too comfortable um and i feel like moving there would help the podcast for sure you know i feel like i'd be able to have people in in, in, oh, in yeah. person guests oh, every yeah, time absolutely because there's so many shows in denver and surrounding cities that you could yeah you could easily line up guests for the show they have a really good comedy scene out in denver too i've really? done i've done comedy out in denver a couple times over at voodoo comedy voodoo i haven't heard of that place you should go to it. it's really really awesome comedy club it's super sick okay everybody there's really nice all the comedians are kick-ass the crowds like on a tuesday are badass too so they got a really nice comedy scene out there. It gets lit on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, yeah, they got a good comedy scene, man. I like it out there. Nice. Um, they also, do, I mean, also, like you just said, there's a lot of producers. So like whenever I moved from Mississippi to here, it upped my game. It made me up my game production-wise. Why is that? Because there's producers here. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, there weren't producers back home. Speaking of, are there any, what other Mississippi producers can you think of? That are doing it? That are doing the damn thing. None. None? You're the one Diplo, only. bro. Diplo's actually from uh, no Biloxi. Shit. He's actually from Biloxi. He don't claim it, bro. He says he's a Floridian. I mean, Floridianian? 
Floridian? Sterling, yeah, am I right? I mean, Floridian. He, he's from fucking Florida, dude. Now he's not, though, but he's from Mississippi. He, he was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. They gave him a key to the city. What the hell? You know, like Ray. And he Sh- didn't claim it either, did he? Ray, Sher- <laughs> Ray Sherma, Ray Sherman, Schwerman. Schwerman? Yeah. They're from Biloxi, Mississippi too. It was Diplo and Sherman. They did a show at um, was it O O Charlie's or Lucky Charlie's or something like that? O and- Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is up, Denny's? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but like they did a show out there, and the fuck they gave them both the key to the city. That's so sick. Yeah, but they don't claim it, bro. I claim it all day. Damn. Dude, that just blew my mind. Diplo was a Mississippian. Yep. That's crazy. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Faith Hill. Faith Hill. You know. Elvis. What the hell? You're right, though, but fuck. I thought Elvis was from Memphis, but he lived in Memphis. Memphis. Now, yeah, so he, it's the... Uh, he and, and, I, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'm right. But yeah, that's where Mississippi... They call Mississippi, especially in the Delta, the birthplace of rock and roll. That's what they call it. There's a lot of history. You see, now I'm from West Tennessee. I'm like an hour from Memphis, and they claim to be all about rock and roll out there because of Elvis. And so it's interesting to hear that um, a neighboring state is also like, no, we're the king of rock and roll. No, nah, man. It's sorry. I mean, because I mean, the delta of Mississippi ain't far from Memphis at all. True. It ain't far at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm probably overestimating the distance. Like, yeah, it ain't far. It's probably like maybe an hour and a half. Okay. Well, that makes total sense. Then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Glad we got that cleared mm-hmm. up. So you're originally from Memphis or Nashville? I know you were living no, out in I'm like, from Jackson, Nashville. which is the midway point between Memphis and Jackson? Nashville. Mm-hmm. Jackson? Jackson, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. Cool. Jackson, uh, Mississippi. Let's home, go. <laughs> home place of uh, Casey Jones, the, the train guy. He... Uh, he drove trains and was very famous for some reason. It would have been cooler if you said Casey Anthony, okay? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such a weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> Home of Casey Anthony, dude. <laughs> yeah, we have some of the most prolific serial killers on the planet. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool, man. I think that's, uh... I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, but well, man, uh, We're in New Orleans, so we're already there, right? I don't know, man. I haven't seen anything crazy. You know what I mean? You were telling me how you almost got robbed the other night. Yeah, that was in Denver, though. That's I know, but how weird is that? It is I've weird. never almost gotten robbed here. Okay, well, then I'm going to just quickly tell the story since you just brought it up. Uh, the other night in Denver, I was driving home from work, and um, this guy pulled out in front of me and like slammed on his brakes trying to get me to hit him. So I was like, what the fuck? And just went around him and drove past him in a fit of road rage. So... This guy pulled behind me and started tailing me for about four miles. And then I get into my neighborhood. He turns his lights off and he gets even closer behind me. So at that point, I'm spooked the hell out. Um, and I call 911 and I just circle around my neighborhood until cops intervene and um, fucking the guy speeds off. I don't know what happened after that, but, um, you know, they got a police report and shit. <clears throat> um, and everything was gravy. But yeah, you know... Um, it's weird. That's that's never happened to me before. That was a first for me for sure. Um, but stayed calm, collected, called nine one one, and then the bad guy got taken care of. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Fucking use that privilege, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's, it's it's Shane Gillis. He's a comedian. He had a, he had a bit recently, and it was like, you know, I feel like it's racist if we don't use our privilege. You know, because then we were just racist for nothing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Shit. No, man. Actually, I had told somebody one time, man. I told somebody. 
Oh wait, so you were you were the guilty party one time? Yeah, not really, man. So I go co- I go outside one night and there was this guy walking out of my neighbor's driveway by and his car light his inside car light was on. Oh. And I was like, hold the fuck up. So I went inside, grabbed something, then got in the car and I fucking turned my lights off and I followed this bitch for a couple blocks and I'm way behind him. I was straight up like tailing this boy, like just coasting. Cause I wanted to see if he was gonna fucking, I thought he was breaking into cars. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I thought he was breaking into cars and I wanted to catch him doing that shit red handed. You wanted to deliver some street justice. I was gonna kick his ass, yes. <laughs> Cause he's coming my neighbor, my next door neighbor, bro. Oh, I was yeah. like, uh uh-uh, uh, boy, I'm gonna fuck you up. Hell yeah. But it turns out, I don't know how he was in his neighbor in his driveway, but he wasn't breaking into cars. I followed him for like a good five or six yeah. blocks. I'm like, okay, yeah. just a confused guy. Just it driving. was it was a coincidence that the car light was on, and then he was walking out of his driveway, and I'm like, it, you know, yeah. me seeing that, you think, hey, this guy's breaking into cars. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when I'm driving, I think every car behind me at night's a cop. So I guess that's the same principle, right? And I wasn't gonna call the cops because I was assuming that he was doing that. I wanted to see it and then kick his ass and then call the cops. <laughs> You just wanted to call the cops for credit. Like, yo, I just kicked this guy's ass. Come get him now. I probably wouldn't have called the cops, if I'm being honest. You are the cops. I'm the, I'm, I'm the law around here. All right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we all knew this. <laughs> no, dude. Dude, we used to have this guy back in my old neighborhood back home, man. He used to ride around in his golf cart at night drunk, and he was an ex-police officer, and he would patrol the neighborhood, and he was like, he was a fucking chode, bro. He would li- literally, like, yell at kids or, you know, just pull up in people's yards. And he'd be trash, bro. He'd be drunk as fuck. But he thought he was, like, neighborhood watch. But we didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This shit was fucked up. His- Damn. There was this one time I saw a mock cop. A mock cop. And he was on those little, this little, whatever you call things. You know, what are those things called, dude? Uh, segways. Segways, yeah. I, I watched him on a segway, and he, uh, I guess he hit a divot in the floor, and he, he like, ate shit. And it was one of the most beautiful sights of my life. That's great, man. Just, I mean, like, that guy didn't do anything wrong to me, but, you know, I was, like, 13 and just loved seeing people fall and hurt themselves at the time, you know? Well, dude. So that was a, that was a big moment for me. I remember my, my parents used to just make fun of Doug. His name was Doug, which makes Doug. it even better. Oh, hell yeah. Doug would just ride around just drunk at night. I don't know any Dougs. I don't know any Dougs either, man. And the Doug's a cool name. It can be. You should bring it back. Like, if you were going to have a kid, dude, what would you name your kid? Um, Probably... Harrison Jr. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just because I haven't ever you're actually selfish. thought. I haven't thought. Well, no, not that. I just haven't thought about that, and that just is the easiest answer. <laughs> it's, an, it's an easy answer for sure, man. Because <laughs> I, I honestly don't want a kid ever. No? No. No children for me. You're just going to get snipped? Not, not, you going to get snipped up? I mean, yeah. I've, I've considered it for sure. Um, I just I just don't feel comfortable bringing any children into um this world until we have a future that's less bleak basically i feel that man yeah i feel that but what if you birth the the kid that's going to what if you birth that child that's going to save the planet that's gonna you know free us all that you know that's just gonna just lead us into the promised land what if and what if that kid's name is just something basic like john smith yeah, dude. That Bob. Crazy. Bob. What if his name is fucking <laughs> Freddy Todd? Freddy Todd. <laughs> Just oh. the most whitest of names, dude. Uh, I, I actually love Freddy. Todd. I do too. Yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> I, I, I literally will fucking with him about his names at every moment. Have Hit, you had him on a podcast? Yeah, I had him on the show. Yeah, dude. I need to watch that one. Yeah, you had him on the show. He was great. Hell yeah. 
No, he's. I think Frey Todd is probably one of the funniest fucking people I've met in this in this whole scene. Funnier than you, I'll, I'll, absolutely. Cool, I'll take it, dude. Fucking for sure. Let's cool. You know, I've met a lot of producers that are uh, better than you too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's for just sure, dude. let's just keep putting each other down, dude. <laughs> you know, Sterling over there is way cuter too. We got yeah. Stir Fry in the studio hanging out. Yeah, he's just on his back Mac. Here, he's, he's back there working on music. What are you doing? Are you working on music he's, right he's now? He's playing with his new Mac. Uh, he's playing. He's playing video games. That's, oh, he's, he's playing, playing RuneScape, RuneScape, dude. Wow. Hell yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. Hell nah. Respect. I don't. I don't think it's cool at all. I think you're. I'm gonna make fun of you right now. Oh shit. No, I'm joking. Do you, bro? I'm not gonna judge you, man. You can whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, like he plays video games. You play shows. You know, different strokes for different folks. Dude, I play video games too. You play video games every now and then. Dude, holy shit! Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Who plays video games? Uh, dudes who like to fuck. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Dude, I mean, like my name is from a video game, but what game? From Halo, Halo One. It's where it's it's where uh, it's where I found out about it. It's not where it originated. So yeah, quick quick backstory on my name. I go by Leet. So what is Leet? So one three three seven translates to Leet. It's known as Leet speak. Uh, it's basically when you replace vowels um, and some consonants. Um, for numbers. It was a way back then for children on instant messenger and in game chats and whatnot to talk without their parents being able to understand what they're saying. And that was the origination of it. Um, and I just remember being like six years old and playing Halo 1 on my computer um, and seeing the chat just full of numbers and shit and everybody is just spamming 1337 and I was like I love it and yeah pretty much have adopted lead as like a nickname slash gamer tag uh for the past 20 years um so it only made sense for me to carry it on into my music project but that's that's uh that's a backstory on that because i get asked that a lot like cool. what does lead mean that's dope i wasn't gonna ask you that because like i feel like whenever i feel like every interview ever they ask people where they got their names and so i'm like i'm not gonna be that guy yeah imagine asking freddie todd yo wh so where'd you get your name like <laughs> <laughs> nah bro i didn't ask him that i did just make one of his ass man i was just like you were blessed with the two whitest names and i was like what's your middle name it's got to be like a theodore like it's a benjamin daniel yeah daniel like jonathan like whatever the most the most fucking white name you have to be wait what this is i forgot bro he told me and it was pretty white i'm gonna have to ask him yeah what's your middle name bro Oh, All man. right, it's time for beer to you. Yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah, we never even did a cheers, man. We'll, I'll wait for you to open yeah, that I up. Need, we need a fresh year. How long have you been in Denver for? Let's see, July, August, October. Wait, I just missed a month. July, August, September, October. This is month number five. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ha has it, has you being out there, have you like sat down with other producers that you hadn't before? Have you learned a lot of stuff? Has it helped you help your game? Like, what has um, it been like being out there? So, I'm going to be honest. Um, I went out there with just enough cash to move and get out there. So when I moved out there, I was pretty much wiped of my bank account. And of course, you know, having a whole year off of touring um, and a whole bunch of other factors um, led to me not having as much money as I was supposed to at the time. 
But um, I made the move happen just for my own mental health sake. You know, I, I knew I needed to get to Denver. I've been trying to get to Denver since before COVID. And I knew that was the time to do it. So I just really hustled hard and got out there. Um, but yeah, you know, I it's uh, it's been a little challenging, obviously, having to adjust to living somewhere where the cost of living is twice as much. Mm. You know, uh, you get so used to your old schedule or your old budget, uh, and then you have to make a completely new one uh, while also finding, you know, jobs and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been out there for five months. Um, I've definitely hung out with people, not as not as much as... As I would like to because I am working quite a bit um, but I, I have in fact collab with a couple of people since I've been in Denver um, and it's been nice to collab in person because yeah. this is the first time I've ever been able to because mm -hmm. I'm from somewhere where there's not that many producers and also I use FL studio and uh, the industry standard is Ableton so yeah that makes in-person collabs a, a bit tricky for me but uh, thankfully I've been able to find a few um, homies in Denver who um, also use FL so that's cool we've been able to uh, work on music in person which is actually a new experience for me and I've uh, enjoyed it a lot let's kick ass man now there's yeah. a lot of power and like Did shake we cheers no we we're about to cheers baby Hell yeah. appreciate you being here man I'm glad you're yeah. here thanks for having me out. Charlie, I'm glad you're here too bud need another beer bub I got you, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna roll it to you. Might want to give it a second. Um, no, man. There's a lot of power in shaking a hand, being in front of somebody that you know, just seeing you know facial expressions, filling each other's vibe and stuff like that, man. But sure. also, there's something in putting yourself in like uncomfortable situations. It's you know, as far as you moving somewhere, oh fuck, I gotta hustle now. I gotta yeah. I gotta start working more. Oh fuck, I'm working more. I'm not working on music as much. I gotta start working on music more than I was. So like you are Get whole, out of my head. That's literally like my thought process. I know it is, bro. <laughs> that was me whenever I moved here. It was just like, you know, like it's cool because it lights a fire under your ass. You take away a safety net that you yeah, once had. For sure. And you just swink, sink or swim thing. And I think it's great being uncomfortable. Like I was going to say, I feel like I'm too comfortable, man. Yeah, for I sure. I enjoy that uncomfortability because it makes me figure it out. Oh, it same. makes me fucking get going. You know what I mean? Fucking light a fire under my ass. I'm a hard person to get motivated sometimes. Sometimes I have to put myself in situations where I will fail if I don't hustle. And I do it on purpose to make myself hustle because sometimes that's just the only, the only way that I can get my brain to agree with me sometimes on, you know, being, um, motivated. Well, fuck dude. At least you know what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. For at sure. least you know what you got to do, man. I feel like I have a really good, like, I feel like I'm a pretty motivated guy and have a really good schedule, but like I said, I'm just too comfortable here. I'm like, I need to just be somewhere where I can be not the best producer in town i'm not saying i'm the best producer in town i'm not saying that by any means but like you know i want to be somewhere where like i suck you know what i mean dude move to denver to, that's what i'm saying that's what that's it's the like, idea dude like you could if somebody asked me to name producers out of denver it would take me two hours dude i literally have seen so many people move to denver just in the last like two months it's, it's the new it's the new la i literally it is yeah it's the base music capital of the country right now i saw g-rex just signed a lease over there for an apartment my best friend comas just moved out there andre yeah andre. yeah i actually just met andre the for, for the first time a couple weeks ago oh hell yeah yeah super cool dude oh it is my best he, he knows his saints football for sure he does man I, he's my best friend man i uh 
I bawled like I've cried once this year, and it was whenever I, after I got done helping him pack, I bawled like a bitch. Aww. Yeah, dude. Damn, because you don't have any friends out here anymore. I have, a, I have a few. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many. <laughs> I don't have that many friends, like, bro. So, so that's why you want to move. Thanks for bringing it up. I don't have a lot of friends, man. Hey, I mean, I'm pretty as, lonely. As guy. your therapist, it's my job to ask. <laughs> Nah, man, it's crazy. Like, I went through a breakup, didn't shed a tear. My boy moves to Denver. I fucking bawled like a bitch, dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I haven't experienced that because um, I have, don't have any friends, but... Really? Like, if, are you joking? Yeah. Like, if you don't have any friends, because I don't have that many, so, like, if you I don't mean, have any, that's okay. I mean, I have friends. I, I definitely keep my circle small, uh, intentionally. Yeah, uh, I Just that. to, you know, I want to allocate energy to uh, the people that matter the most to me. I feel that, man. Yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily trying to keep my smir- circle small. I said I was about to say smirkle call. <laughs> my circle small. Smirkle call. It's just, uh, you know, I feel like it's just hard to really connect with somebody on a level to where it's meaningful for a, a long period of time. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of a long period of time, dude, you and I <laughs> go back. We go back all the way to 2017. Yeah, um, we played this festival called Liftoff Festival outside Sterling, of Nashville. Do you, do you remember Liftoff Festival? You were there. Were he, you playing? Oh, he played on Sunday to the same amount of people you did. I played on Sunday like at two or three p.m. in front of like four people, and it's like my friends, and it was one hundred and two degrees you, outside. You can talk, man. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. talk. Dude. <laughs> you don't have to use sign language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you were there yeah yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we all we all played philip festival funny enough i dude i do have a really funny story about that show though do it so it was like the night before or two nights before or whatever there was that dj act they had a it was a dj and a drummer and their drummer couldn't make it and so he had asked me if i could play because he knew i could play drums Oh shit! And I was tripping I on acid. That. I had dropped. I literally just dropped the tab. I was tripping <laughs> balls, and like I don't know. I don't know what it is about. Like whenever you're on psychedelics, sometimes whenever people give you ideas, you're just always down for them. Like, hey man, do you want to come play drums for my set? I'm like, yes, dude. Yeah, dude. of course. Who would I? Yeah, dude. Fucking take me there right now. But I'm on stage just tripping balls, <laughs> playing the drums. And I didn't even remember this, but my friends all told me that I did this. There's one point in the set where I just stopped playing drums, walked to the side of the stage, threw up, and just that. went right back to the drums. Dude, I love that. You got the job done. I got the job done, bro. Fuck yeah. In front of, and there was like seven or eight people watching. Dude, I actually remember. I totally forgot that uh, you were like trying to do like a like a sort of like a live set at one point. Yeah, it was. That didn't last very long. No, dude, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> it looked like it. Yeah, I saw you up there drumming on the pads and stuff, and I'm trying like, to fuck on the CDJs and like, drum and make sure I don't fuck. Uh, everything's a split second. If you fuck up, you're done, son. I was like, damn, I just I just met this ta- this taboo guy. I mean, like, I don't know why he's up there doing nerdy shit. Like, he could be playing dubstep. I was trying to be cool. Yeah, it's all good. We all we're, I was doing like festival trap at that point, or just I, I wanted to be R.O. Grime. Do you remember who the headliner was for liftoff? Yeah, right ten, <laughs> right ten. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck yeah! And look how far he's come, dude. He yeah, he is still touring. Yeah, he's killing it. He's bigger than he's ever been. I'm fucking. I love yeah, that guy. I, I think that's he's crazy. Dude. I think he's fucking. Every, I think he did all the right things at the right time. But yeah, dude, we fucking we met each. But we me and you had talked on the internet well before that that festival. Not well. I think we met each other whenever the festival was announced. We're like, yeah. we're gonna be 
Drop. We're playing a festival in Nashville. Woo! Yeah, I think we were just horny little internet bros at the time. Uh, and then we met Liftoff. I, I do remember us hanging out again uh, New Year's Eve. It was like uh, it was like a it was a, a bass nectar uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was like 2018. I remember me and you. Uh, God, I had like three songs under my belt at the time. Like I was like not even two years into producing, uh, and I remember you were just chilling in the lobby with me, and you were like trying to teach me serum, <laughs> and I was of course goldfish brained and didn't retain anything you taught me. Right. I was just sitting there like watching in amazement because I'd never seen serum before. And then we bumped into Lucid while we were down there. Yeah, Lucid just was like, "What's up?" And I remember like being starstruck, like, "Oh my too. god, a oh touring god. DJ talking it's to me, Lucid, dude." Is this where it starts? But no. And now he's my fucking brother. It's like it's weird how that shit happens like over time, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking people that I used to look up to like like listen to their music religiously are people that I can like text on a first name basis now and that's that's super cool. No, honestly. dude. It's it's cool that you we buff stuck with it same with you Sterling and like, like it's good that we all coming from Liftoff Fest for where it's like <laughs> you know you look at the names that are on that lineup and how many of them were still doing it you know yeah. that stuck with it you know what I mean because like I said I literally played in front of like four people on a Sunday it's like two p.m. one hundred and two degrees outside like not many people would keep that shit going same for you it's just like not many people would be like all right I'm gonna keep doing this. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, dude, fucking pushing through this shit when COVID happened was probably one of the biggest challenges of my life um, because um, I've, I've posted about this on socials before. But uh, last last winter um, in December, I started putting together my first tour. Now, you remember your first tour, right? Yeah. OK, cool. I'm glad you do. Yeah. I was thinking about it like like when I when you say like my first tour like support or like my tour like your own your own tour that you like helped put together I was on it whenever COVID happened okay yeah. gotcha I gotcha okay okay so we're probably in the same boat then or a similar boat but um uh, me and my team we spent uh, two months putting together a tour for me and Aztec uh, we were going to get uh, new sensei on support uh, for some shows um, and yeah I literally quit my job. February of 20, 2020, like, because I was like, this is the pinnacle moment. I put together my tour. I finally have enough shows where I can quit my job and not, like, fall behind on my bills. Let's fucking run it. Quit my job. Uh, third show into tour um, is when COVID started popping off and stuff started getting canceled. Uh, and then next day after that third show, fucking everything was canceled. Um, like, I got stuck in Austin. Austin, Texas, because flights started getting canceled. Um, it was just a total nightmare. Um, but that that's not what fucked me up last year. What fucked me up is the fact that I quit my job. I was shut out of unemployment for COVID. Because you had just quit. Because I quit my job on my own terms before they put out any sort of like... Um, well, you know, it's, it differs by state, obviously. Um, but Tennessee just uh, did not do me any favors. Um, you know, I quit my job on my own terms. That automatically shuts you out of unemployment on a regular basis. Um, but even with the COVID guidelines intact, the fact that I quit my job before those guidelines were put into place, they still rejected me. Well, did you have like an LLC and everything for a lead? No, not at the time. Okay. I, I didn't get an LLC till last year. So gotcha. yeah, I, I, um, I, I like legit did everything I could to try to get some sort of relief, like 
monetary relief from the government and uh all i was able to get was a ppp loan um but uh, honestly if i didn't even get that loan dude i would have been homeless and i don't know what the fuck i would have done um because that definitely helped me out um but you know that was tough and i i really wanted to quit music like last april i was like dude like what am i doing um you know I am sitting at home every day trying to write music and feeling so uninspired. Uh, you know, I there's no work out there right now. There's no shows for God knows how long. You know, I just didn't know, like, what life was going to be like 12 months from then. Um, and, you know, I kind of just wanted to throw the towel in and just, like, move back in with my family and just start fresh and, like, start again. Um, but thankfully, um, people, my fan base kept me going. Honestly, um, uh, I posted one day on my socials that I was, you know, in a bad spot, um, needed to get, you know, my mental health looked at and take care of myself and, um, mentioned that, I, you know, I wanted to throw in the towel and people reached out to me and they're like, yo, you dude, like, you don't get it, man. You're such a huge inspiration to me. Um, you know, your music, like I listen to music every single day and like, and then I realized, you know, from the beginning, that was my goal was to have people that listen to my music and find inspiration and find comfort in in what I put out. And, you know, that's, I feel like that should be everybody's goal as a musician or an artist. Um, so, you know, that, that really kept me in. And that's when I wrote uh, my album Beyond the Bubble was um, after going through that. Uh, I wrote that album in about a month. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I... How many songs? I was... Seven songs with a bonus track. Um, so but, eight, okay. Yeah, uh, but I wrote that in April of last year. Um, of course, there was no work back then, so I had all the free time in the world. Um, but yeah, I just really focused and realized and remembered why I did this in the first place. And uh, you know, now I have my seventh album dropping in two days. That's killer, dude. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I could. I know there's a lot of people who are really like a lot of artists and creatives that are really like feeling it during the pandemic yeah, and shit like for that, sure. dude. For sure. And it fucked everyone, like everyone's momentum up, dude. Like I said, like I was on my tour, and it was crushing. And then it was just like, all right, it's gone. Yeah. Fuck. For sure. But you know, stick with it. You persevered. Here you are, bro. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm glad I didn't quit, dude. Because. I mean, I, I haven't played as many shows as I did, you know, before COVID, but every show that I played this year has been super special to me. You know, it's like, damn, people want to see what I have to offer as far as audio and visual content. Yeah, you get some good fans, man. They had a lot of people call into the show uh, who were like, you know, super stoked. Even some of the questions I didn't even use yeah. were like people who were like hella stoked you know, that you're on the show and nice. like, you're like, there's this one guy who's calling you the underground God. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful that people put me on that kind of pedestal, but I don't think that I'm the underground God by any means. I don't think you're the underground God either. Yeah, dude. If it makes you feel better. You I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. I think what you're doing is really cool, man. I'm a Thanks, fan. Dude. Thanks. I have been, I have been for a long time. So yeah. I mean, we even made a song one day, long time ago. Yeah. Um, what was the name of that song? Oh God. Uh, so I, I, I wanted it to be called SFMD, um, but Mitch was really, really stuck on it being called Stop Fucking My Daughter. <laughs> 
So, uh, and so it was. A few years ago, Mitch had a a side project called Gang Bang uh, with him and his friend Jonathan, aka J Bang. Oh, did he did he change his name? No, it's Jonathan, but I've always called him J Bang. J Bang. Okay. Yeah. What's I I feel bad for forgetting. What's Jonathan's DJ name? Uh, malignant. Malignant. It I, knew, I knew it started, but he didn't name. DJ anymore. So you know, he didn't do any of that anymore. So how how is he doing? He's good, yeah. I actually I have a show in Denver in two weeks, and he's going to be at that one. So does he live in Denver? No. Oh, he lives in Miami. He does rich white boy shit. Oh shit! You know what? I remember watching him two years ago get into um, trading stocks Cryptos. in crypto. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, now. he was rich before that, but yeah, it's definitely helped. Uh, him. Now he's like ultra rich. Yes, that's fuck fucking lucky. Yeah, dude. It, so his 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 family, his family. His granddad owned all the steel in Mississippi, so all the railroads that were built were from the steel that his granddad owned and made. So, like, your family's constantly getting checks every year. Like, it's a wow, yeah. Damn, he's like a he's like a Rockefeller. Yeah, dude, I was we lived together for like half a like we lived together for a whole year, but there was like like half year half half the way in it was like summertime. He's like, yeah, you want to go to my penthouse? I'm like, what? They have a penthouse on the beach in Orange Beach. Wow. And it's like a stupid nice penthouse. I'm like, we've been friends for years. What are you talking about penthouse? This is like in his family. Like, they, there would be these little things that would happen. I'm like, bro, where the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, I didn't realize my friend was so rich for the longest time. And then it, it all clicked. I'm like, damn, I have a rich friend. I didn't know I had, I didn't know I had a rich friend. Because he didn't act like it. Did he ever buy you dinner? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He bought me dinner. But I like yeah. I sucked his dick, so like there was like you know I mean, yeah yeah he, he, yeah so it was even. He definitely uh, yeah he owed you that dinner for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was it was a two way street. So <laughs> that's, that sounds like a beautiful friendship. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's all about helping a bro off. <laughs> you know, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I hear we have some uh, some calls. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I made you uncomfortable. Like, let's get the calls. But yeah, the song was called "Stop Fucking My Daughter." That's fun. Stop fucking my daughter and. Uh, I've never played the song out ever in my sets. I refuse to. I won't ever. <laughs> it's great because the song's called Stop Fucking My Daughter and there's Liam Neeson. It's from <laughs> Taken. If, I, I if don't you don't even, tell me where she's at, I will find you. If y'all can find the song I will on kill the internet, you. let me know because I'm pretty sure. I know where it's at. I know where it's at. Oh, is it still on SoundCloud? I have it on my computer if oh. I can't find it on the internet. Yeah, the, the pre-drop is like, if you don't let her go now, if you let her go now, that will be the end of it. But if Sorry, you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. Oh, it's in my lap. And I will kill you. We just straight up took Liam Neeson and made it about like someone having sex with his daughter, which would have been a really good, which, which it didn't even happen in the movie, by the way. It's kind of, kind of, <laughs> I know, we, but, but that would be a good, it, it would be a good like plot line for like a movie. Like, I'm going to go kill this guy because he's fucking my daughter. Yeah. But then like the plot twist is like, he's a minority. Like, whoa, this movie's so racist. So. So do you want to know the reason why I had such an issue with calling it Stop Fucking My Daughter back in like 2017? Uh, it's because I did not want my family on Facebook to see me using cuss words in song titles. How long did that last for? Um, you know, uh, at one day I was just like, why, why do I care what my family thinks about what I do with my music projects? So it's, it's been free game since, but 
That was a legit concern at first was I don't want to do anything to embarrass my parents. Oh, bro. I never give a fuck. I'm like, bitch, you raised me. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it's your fault. I'm like this. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Dude, I will say shit gets just a little weird at uh, Christmas and shit like that. Like, Mitch, I see you on the internet. How's the music been going? Dude, I had a cousin and and I haven't forgiven this bitch for it. Literally last Christmas. She goes, she literally said it. Are you still doing that little DJ thing? She said little DJ thing. She probably saw a meme on Facebook and was like, I'm going to troll the shit out of Mitch. No, dude, she was for real. And I'm like, yeah, Liddy, I'm still doing the little DJ thing. What are you doing? Having a baby. Fuck yourself, dude. My family doesn't even ask about it, so I'm very thankful for that. Oh, dude, I've been friends with her my entire life, but I'm never going to forgive her for that. After (laughs) after that moment, I'm like, you cunt. We're not cool. (laughs) Anyway, got some voicemails. Yeah, here we go. Hey, this is Jeremy from Indiana. I was one. Hey, this is Jeremy from Indiana. I was wondering up, if Jeremy? you guys wanted to do a back-to-back with some artists that started your journey in the realm of music production. Who would that be? Thanks. I like the question, man. Yeah, if you could do a back-to-back with someone that kind of got you into producing. Oh, Saruta. Saruto, hundred percent. Yeah, would, that would make a lot of sense too. Uh, I mean, I, I would say that Saruta was probably my biggest influence starting off as a producer, and uh, obviously, naturally, as you uh, progress and you know digest more music over the years, then your influences do change. But uh, it still stays true that Saruta is probably my number one influence who inspired me to start writing music and to take the direction that I took my sound. Um, but yeah. Uh, and also, uh, have you ever seen a Saruta set? Like his track selections are so sick. Like he would, he would be an ideal candidate for a back to back for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, R Kelly. R Kelly. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, I'd love to do a back to back with like Grizz. Rez? Grizz. Oh, uh, Grizz. Grizz. Or uh, R.L. Grime. Those are the guys who like really got me into electronic music. Wow. Yeah. Has R.L. Grime ever gone back to back with anybody? Bauer. The first time I ever saw him, lot. First time I ever saw him. First time I ever was introduced to him, he was doing a back to back with Bauer here at Buku. When was that? Twenty fourteen. Oh damn! So this was before R.L. Grime really took off. Oh yeah, this was like okay. trap mu- trap music just that was started. That was when Harlem Shake was popping off. Yeah, no, it was yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, literally. That's they literally played that in their set, and it was like what the yeah. fuck. Have you ever played Harlem Shake in your sets? Uh, so I DJed. You know, I was a I was a club DJ for years yeah. before I was just taboo. You know, top forty nights, casinos, whatever. So I played Same. I played Harlem Shake up a lot. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I DJed at, at frat parties when I was in college. Uh, I, admittedly, I was in a fraternity in college. What's wrong uh, with that, dude? Own it, dude. Own your fraternity, own dude. It. You're a terrible brother. Your fraternity brothers, you're letting them down, dude. You're like, you're like, you're like regret it. You're like, you're like shy about telling them. You're like, no, look, I don't, I don't regret anything. In fact, I, I like the experience because it's where I started DJing. You're talking like over the mic, talk like into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, turn it. There you go. Fraternities are where I started DJing. Um, yeah. So like, as an 18 year old in college, I was like, okay, I'm ready to fucking party. Um, how do I do that? And then it was rush week, and I was like, oh, light bulb went off on top of my head. This is how you party in college. 
So I just went to the biggest fraternity on campus. Like I didn't really like look at the other fraternities. I was like, I want to go to the one that has the most people at it and it has the best parties. And that's the one that I picked. And I was able to start DJing the parties after I was initiated. Um, and I would, yeah, I would DJ pretty much every party, every Friday night um, for two whole semesters. And that's actually where I started like getting DJing experience before I ever started um, my actual music project. I was just, uh, you know, a typical club DJ playing Drake and uh, Ray Sherman, No Flex Zone and... Mm -hmm. uh, you know r kelly unfortunately not i had a i had a said unfortunate that song's bang bro it sucks that he did some fucked up shit because those are some hitters yeah. dude yeah motherfuckers got some hits you can't deny that you don't play them anymore but you can't deny that man they didn't have some hits said unfortunately at the time you're like hey bro this is the remix to ignition you know what i'm saying Dude, I didn't even like that song. Bro, I don't even like you. <laughs> joke, I'm joking. No, no, I do remember everybody fucking loved that song. Yeah. And that's everybody was requesting that song. So I just grew to naturally dislike it for that reason. Bro, I used to throw bump and grind into my actual taboo sets. Bump and grind. Dude. Uh, do you still do that? No, dude, of course <laughs> not. Play bump and grind and then play dat sick immediately after, Holy dude. Holy shit. Oh dude. my god. Follow up with bass nectar. Just like just keep going. Just a complete troll set. No, dude. No. <laughs> of course not. I have sense, dude. I may be a goofball, but like I'm not I'm trying to I'm trying to stay you know, alive. You're kind of a wild card. I'm a wild card for sure. Yeah. For sure. But uh yeah, man. Those residency shop uh stops definitely teach you how to dj in front of you know teach you how to learn crowds for sure and the the way that i first learned crowds as a fraternity party dj is um if you play any music that the crowd does not like they will just simply exit like they will oh, no, clear dude. that dance floor and there will not be a soul on that floor if you play anything with an electronic lead or a trap lead in it yeah dude i mean i i had a couple residencies like i said i dj at a gay bar for like two and a half years oh, cool. every weekend and oh, then yeah. i had casinos like rock i did like a rock club out in mississippi too and like um you literally have to really read the crowd because the thing is is they're not there for a show they're there just to be there. And if you play a song they don't like, they're like, yo, fuck this club. Let's go to another one. Let's go to another bar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So, like, you really have to, like, cater. Like, you have to really pay attention. I would argue that DJing in that type of setting is way more difficult. I wouldn't than even DJing. argue it. I'm just going to say it. I would. Mean, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say it. it's way harder because you have what? to DJ for like six hours. It's fast ass mixing, like way faster yeah. than what we Nobody do now. Nobody cares who you are. All they all they know is you're the guy playing music and you're the guy to yell at if you want to hear a song. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you have to deal with that every single night. Yeah. Uh, just every 10 minutes. That's actually. why I like DJing at the gay bar when I was, I was just a resident DJ dude because the gay gays are really open to like they're just open. Like, gay, do gay guys were my favorite people to DJ for. Because, oh, yeah. like, they were, like, they if, if it had a good beat, like, they loved house. Like, the gays loved house music. Yeah. So, like, I could play house music. They loved, like, twerk music. Like, they were all about that. Future bass was just popping off on a DJ there. They were really oh, liking yeah. that. So, like, they were really open. Like, you could you could experiment a little bit. Oh, and yeah. they would be with it. They'd sit on the floor. They just wanted to dance, dude. I love that. Then you go to these fucking straights, Harrison. You go to these goddamn straights. All right. And they're like, yeah. I want Boosie at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, dude, like the college I went to was in small town, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, they wanted Boosie at 8 p.m. too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and then they went R. Kelly at 9. 
<laughs> Whiskey dicks. Oh shit! The Dixie yeah, you've, chicks. You've been to Martin before. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Did you say the Dixie chicks? Whiskey yeah, dicks. Whiskey dicks. That was the name of the the college bar in town. Oh hell yeah! I have a song called Whiskey Wait, Dick. That's Murfreesboro. No, I'm talking about Martin, Tennessee. I'm not talking about Murfreesboro. Uh, okay. I got a yeah, way back. I got a, a song on my comedy album coming out in December called uh, Whiskey Dicks. That's fun. But let's get another question. Oh, did you ever put out that song Demon Semen? Yeah, it came out on my EP uh, like what, what, did a you, month did ago. Did you keep the title Demon Semen? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Cool. Oh yeah. I mean, you should see the fucking titles of my comedy record that comes out in December. Oh, I bet it's very vulgar. <laughs> I have a song. I'm working on an album right now, and I have a song on there: blue jeans and amphetamines, and another one: bukkake bounce. Bukkake bounce. Yeah, those are I fun. actually really like that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. I'm joking. It's, Dude, it's fun. You have to use fellatio in a title. I just did a glory hole. Did glory, glory hole. hole. I didn't like do one, but like a name. Have you ever that. have you ever done a glory hole? No, dude, it's bullshit. So like, I went to a bathroom the other day, and, and it was a gender neutral bathroom, and I was like, there was a woman on the other side. I'm like, how are we supposed to have anonymous sex with men in this gender neutral bathroom? I'm trying to have sex with a guy, and there's a woman. That shit's gay as hell. Like that, there's a glory hole, and I see a woman. I don't want that, dude. That's fucking lame. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up, Taboo? What up, Lee? This is Courtney calling in from New Hampshire. Hey, Courtney. Um, just want to say, love what you guys do. Love the podcast. Long-time listener. Um, I was hoping y'all could tell me what is the worst date that you guys have ever been on, and uh, what were the chances you guys went on a second date after that? Got the best. All right. Word. Keep on doing your shit, guys. Bye. I appreciate you, Courtney. Dude, yeah, you go ahead. Dude, fucking love that question because I have the funniest fucking story ever tell it dude like i like posted this on reddit and got like 2k upvotes is that kind of story but <clears throat> it's late 2019 i am horny as all get out and i am scrolling away on tinder i match up with a um with a woman in nashville she works for the local news company she's a meteorologist i'm thinking hot damn I need to shoot a Hail Mary at this woman because damn. And it worked out. We ended up meeting up and getting sushi that night. Nice. Um, of course, I paid I paid the bill. Um, and then afterwards, we wanted to go to a bar. Hold on. I'm going to say this. Women want equality until it comes time to pay the bill. But continue. <laughs> well, I, I say that because that's an important part of the story. Okay. Well, there we go. okay. <laughs> um, so afterwards, we decided to go to a bar to get some drinks. You know, just a very cliche Nashville date. Um, she has a passport that she's using as her ID. I'm ask, I ask her, why do you have? Why are you carrying around your passport instead of your ID? And she said that she was going to Switzerland in a few days, and that uh, she just was super excited and just wanted to have her passport on her. I was like, okay, cool. Um, she also did not have pockets, and that is when she asked me to hold her passport for her. So I put her passport in my pocket, and then we uh, walk up to a bar. Um, while we're waiting in line for the bar, she mentions, hey, you know, we can just go to the liquor store and get a bottle and then we can go back to my house. I'm like, you know what? That sounds cool. Let's just cut to the chase and just get, get this out of the way. Yeah, dude. For speak, sure. Speaking your language at that <laughs> Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so we walk to a liquor store and um, I get us some tequila. Uh, like we're about to have just a, a grand old time. Um, I purchased the alcohols. Uh, we both walk back to our car sober. We did not drink at all that night. Um, we were planning to do that at her house, but 
we both walked to our cars respectively she got in hers i got in mine um, did you have the liquor or does she have the liquor she had the liquor okay i'm um, seeing where this is going <laughs> so uh she tells me to follow her um and i follow her we get on the interstate and i'm tailing behind her both going 70 and out of nowhere she just floors it and goes like 120 and i'm thinking hmm that's weird um so i of course did not follow her i just called her and it went straight to voicemail so i'm thinking uh oh this is kind of awkward um so then I tried to message her on other mediums and she blocked me on every single way I could talk to her. Like I, there was no way for me to contact her. So I was like, damn. So I drove home defeated, you know, just holding my sad dick in my hands. Um, I, you know, I do the walk of shame inside my house. Like, damn, I just got ghosted on the freeway and rinsed for alcohol and sushi. Damn, bro. Um, she but, got you. You know, I'm in my room taking my clothes off, about to lay in bed and, and jerk the misery out of my cock. Yes. Um, but I'm loving all the details. <laughs> this is great. You've definitely told this story many times. Uh, keep going. Keep going. This is great. Um, as I'm pulling my pants off, I, I feel something in my pockets. Uh, it's not my wallet. and um, It's not your boner either. It's not my boner. It's, um, it's her passport. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, I knew that she had a very important trip coming up to Switzerland in a few days. Um, so uh, I, I held on to it because I was expecting a call from her. Um, You're going to be like, if you want your passport, you got to fuck me. <laughs> yeah. No, I would no. no? Okay, never, never mind. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but she, uh, two days later, she hits me up. I think once she realizes how bad she fucked up, she's like, hey, with multiple Ys. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> she's like, um, did I happen to leave my passport with you? I was like, oh, you mean this? And I held a, took a picture of it with it in my hand, um, with a uh, with a bottle of lighter fluid next to it. Ooh, uh, and brave boy. Yeah. So like, I I I gave her the ultimatum. I was waiting for her to text me. I was like, here's here's what's gonna happen. Uh, she wanted me to overnight her passport to her so she could go to Switzerland um, in two days. Um, so I cut her a deal. How about you pay for my sushi and your sushi and the alcohol and you pay for overnight shipping and it's all yours. She tried to say that that was unfair and that she was going to, uh, turn me into the police for stealing her identity so go and for stuff. It. Go for it. So I was like, okay, go for it. I'll just burn the evidence and be on my way. And then you're not going to Switzerland. Um, so anyways, I got my way. She got she got her way. Fuck that bitch, dude. You did it, bro. I, I ended up uh, leaving that situation with money. Sorry, that's Gargan. Yeah, you know, I, I made money. I got free food, and I got a hell of a story out of it. So it ended up it's a actually, hell of a story. I don't know if that was a bad date. It ended up being a good date, actually. It sounds terrible. Sound, honestly, it sounds like a terrible date. If I'm being real, it doesn't sound like a good date at all. Sounds like a pretty I mean, bad date. No sex was had, so I mean, yeah, dude. But honestly, I'm better are. off alone, beating off. Dude, you know, honestly, kind of agree, dude. You buy her jewelry and that expensive lipstick. You turn around, then she's sucking my dad's dick. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know. You know, nobody knows you better than yourself. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you want to stick fingers up your ass while you're masturbating, go for it. Bro, I literally got ghosted on a date last weekend, dude. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Do they I, not know who you are? 
Yeah, I mean that's that's not why I'm asking them on dates, but yeah, she did, and I mean I'm not saying that like that's not why you ghost me, but yeah, I mean in context she did, and she ghosted me. And it's like, oh wait, the ticket, my ticket wasn't working for the show. Can you help me out? I'm like, bitch. Mm. Man, no, man. I got, dude. I got ghosted. I've gotten ghosted a good four times this year for dates that have been planned. Have you tried being less ugly? Dude, I've tried. I've tried praying. Um, Wait, praying didn't work? Praying didn't work. Fuck. Um, trying to be less ugly didn't work. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm just really trying to trying to really meet somebody, man. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough out here. Nah, man. I, I've, I've told my least, my worst date story on the show before. I'm not going to. It's not that bad. It's Can not you near- summarize it for me? Because I, I don't know what it is. I just went on a date with a lady, and she was the messiest eater had zero table manners like like i cuss in almost every sentence and i try not to when i'm in public or when i'm on a date or with a lady or in front of you know elders yeah but like this bitch literally didn't know what a fork was you know and it was bad and it wasn't that she was trying to be dirty in front of me that's just how she ate Mm. but it honestly worked out because this was years ago and she's a lesbian now so it's just like it wasn't meant to be anyway Wait, I'm sorry. So she, <laughs> you know, she's, I don't even need to ask. She's a lesbian now, so it wasn't even it wasn't even meant to Dude, be. That's okay. I, I, two of my ex girlfriends became lesbians after we broke up, so like I can kind of relate to that. Dude, honestly, it's so much better whenever you become lesbians when you break up. It's so because it's so much worse when they're just fuck dudes. <laughs> it's so much worse whenever they just leave you and they just fuck a bunch of dudes. It's so much worse. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Scorpio. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm a Virgo. I don't believe in any of that shit. It's like I like to wake up with the boner in the morning. Like I don't like. I just wake up with an erection. Oh wait, you're such a Scorpio. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, bro. If 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 you're wanting to get, if you want to, if you want to have a successful relationship, you should at least pretend that the zodiac is important. No, bro. I won't pretend. I won't pretend. I won't. Literally, like, I, I don't believe in that. You know what I believe in? True love. And Pap's Blue Ribbon. True love. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pat's Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's all I believe in. Got one of those correct. <laughs> all right. Which one was it, dude? Are we going to have a, are we gonna have an argument here? No, I don't give a no. fuck. I don't give a shit. But yeah, dude, my ass got fucking stood up last weekend. And I'm like, dude, dude I literally, like, I just started dating again, like, six months ago or seven months ago yeah. the first girl i asked out i had been interested in a while asked her out we you know had a dope plans and everything bro day like a couple hours before she canceled <laughs> damn <sighs> say like, damn Do- but i can't even be too mad bro because like I'd, I'd be like i'd be doing the same shit not ghosting people but like i'll go on a date and then like after the date i ghost i'm like that didn't that wasn't it for me do you remember that show we played in Charlotte a couple years ago? Charlotte? Yeah, me and you played uh, a show in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm I actually surprised I, you don't remember I don't that. Remember. Dude, it was literally me and you co-headlining. Um, and I, I asked you out on a double date with me and the girl that I was with at the time. And you are like, oh, hell yeah, hit me up tomorrow. And then... I don't remember this at all. That's so fucking crazy. It was, dude. Are you sure is Charlotte? Yeah. I, I save all my show flyers, so let me see if I can find it. Please but, find it, dude, because I think you're lying. I, I'm dude, fake news. 
that's so funny fake that news. you forgot. I'm calling fake news, dude. If you don't agree with it. So what Mitch is saying, this show sucks so bad that he doesn't remember it. Was it Greensboro? No, it was definitely not Greensboro. Uh, it was definitely Charlotte. Uh, the promoter was John Menaces. I feel like it was Greensboro. It's not, bro. I'm going to find it. What venue? Oh, God, it was so small. Such a small venue. Um, was the, was the audio tech an asshole that night? Dude, audio techs are always assholes. No, they're not, dude. I remember, if, we're, if I'm thinking of the show, I remember this, I think it was in Greensboro, this audio tech was an actual asshole, and I, and I said at the end of the night, you guys were great. Here it is. audio tech was an asshole. This is in Charlotte. You're not lying, Serge. Fuck me. I don't remember this. Breaking news. Mitch forgets his shows. <laughs> Isn't I remember maybe I might remember it. Was it fun? I had fun. I had fun. I might have had fun. I had a good time. I probably didn't have fun. I don't remember it. I remember that venue was definitely um, very interesting. Um, small. Not, I not, like that. Not ideal. I mean, it, it was too small. It was hot as hell in there. Oh yeah, too. dude, it's a swamp. I played surge a couple times, man. It's like that. Maybe I'm just not cultured enough. I think I know. I know that show. I'm. I'm. I, it's. It's coming to me little bit by little. I remember you asked him on a double date. And yeah. I said, sure. Did I ghost you? Yeah, you did. And that girl ghosted me too. Cool, dude. Yeah. Um, Good. You deserved it. Honestly, you probably wouldn't be here today if we didn't ghost you, okay? That's true, yeah. <laughs> totally. It all adds up. <laughs> all right. We have another call, right? Hi. I got a question for Lee. My name's John out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hell what's yeah. up, John? Uh, what's it like working with the submission guys and that whole crew and Taboo? Would you ever be open to going to like a more deep dub style, maybe collaborating with one of those guys? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, what's funny about that is um, this guy used to have like a deep dub style. Project, um, yeah. The whole project yeah, was like, deep dub. Yeah, yeah, it was. Gangvang was all deep dub step. That was back in like, that was like back in like late 2017, early 2018, back when I would argue that deep dub step hadn't really popped off in the United States yet. Yeah. Um, so like, I, 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 Mitch was honestly way ahead of the game in that regard. Um, <laughs> you uh, heard it first. <laughs> Um, but as for me, I'm sorry. What was the question? Like, what's it like working with them, man? Oh, what's submission? Yeah, submission. Um, I mean, they're they're just they're they're my agency. Like, I don't. There's there's not much work to be done with them per se. Like, they're they're just my agency. Um, yeah. I, I wish I wish I had a better answer, but. I mean, you know, um, as an agency, they, they represent me and helping me uh, secure bookings for shows and help me throughout that whole process. And that's really that their job uh, for me is just to be my agent and to represent me. So um, it's, it's not really like a collective where artists are working together on music. It's, it's purely an agency. Um, and that agency owns a venue called The Black Box. Um, that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. Obviously, that's not a knock on submission. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah, it's just the facts, bro. Yeah, that's what we that's what we call facts. Stone dude. cold facts. So we call those. Yeah, um, I haven't worked with anybody in submission um, besides my own agent. Oh, word. You, really? You should link up with some of those people. I mean, it make a lot of sense, right? Like the other artists. Yeah. Do what? Aztec. Oh yeah, yeah. Aztec. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Aztec was uh, picked up by submission whenever we did our tour together. Um. 
but there's dude there's so many people being picked up by submission right now good for good for everybody like i love that i love seeing submission grow yeah i love seeing these agencies that just find their their vibe and their thing and just grow you know like you know it's yeah. good i mean there's always there's going to be those big agencies where just everybody's under it but man i love seeing these people start their own and just kill it man like dude I mean, fucking miso did you know that miso is not only a touring artist like a top top tier touring artist he's also got his own agency yeah i, I got and he's a booking agent i got told that's like that's what he's really just trying to do yeah am no I wrong? Kevin, am i wrong to say that is kevin that- kevin is one of my best friends i was actually just with him a couple days ago when he came to denver um he he has got a lot of goals and i like him the perfect lot. opportunity to complete all those goals guy guy is incredible at what he does and he also doesn't really he doesn't give himself enough credit i feel like he's like he's one of those people that's a total workhorse and like doubts himself sometimes but he's like master class at what he does he's dope man i'm a big i'm a big miso fan yeah, i uh, no, kevin's I, awesome i like everything he does i met kevin on a video game actually really which one yeah we played counter-strike uh back in like 2013 um me and him and some other people we were just like literally internet homies none of us were djing or making music at the time we were just some nerds playing some video games um and kevin was misa was literally a like online friend for years and then um we met one time at summer camp in 2015 when i drove up to summer camp to meet them like him and his friend group that i was playing video games with for like years um so that was a cool experience and then to see kevin literally go from starting out djing to like barely knowing how to produce to now like guy is accomplished so much like he's he played such a he good played DJ. red rocks this year yeah he's such a good dj too dude bro. he's kevin is one of the best djs i've ever seen in my life i did a back-to-back with him not too long ago <laughs> yeah. it was it was me back-to-back cam back-to-back space wizard back-to-back smith yeah and it's like whenever whenever miso would go to do something it was almost like boiler room status like we would all just like hold each other and just watch the things he did and we're just like oh shit like he was like everything he just did was so hype man he was he was he stole the show he really did i went back to back with him at cervantes a couple nights ago um the sfm show yeah that's fam show yeah that's fam show it's fam yeah, show. apparently they really want to fuck you they keep telling they keep telling everybody that i don't i don't know i don't know what their deal is but like you know every show i've seen spam play at they, they, they're always like i want to fuck taboo and everybody's like Woo! yeah so, you know I, I don't know man you know you know you know anything about that that's just my sex appeal bro let's see you know, she just thinks my tractor's sexy. You know, That's what I, mean? true. I think your tractor is kind of sexy. Hey, bro, I think tractors are sexy. I'm not gonna. Is lie. it a green tractor, dude? Yellow, bro. Oh, so so a yellow tractor. Yeah, you never seen a yellow tractor. I've seen yellow construction vehicles. Okay. Okay. And taxis are yellow. Taxis. Yeah, and your rockets are yellow. My rocket? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your little rocket. I'm like the hell. Those little babies. Hey, dude. I, got, I got some rocket aids in my. I've studio. literally produced every song I've ever made on those things, <laughs> mixed and mastered and everything. I, I don't know why they get hate. Do they? Yeah, yeah, they do. I love them. Um, my songs sound great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Damn, 
Yeah, damn, you have some really crispy masters um, for coming off of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, I don't, what else would I have? Oh, wait, you know, you have a sub down there, too. The sub's amazing. Okay. You're game changer. Nice. Get you a sub. You have a sub? Uh, no, I don't. All Get I, you a sub. All, all I have are two Rocket 8s. Get you a sub, bro. Uh, I live in an apartment. Literally just threaten your neighbors. <laughs> Dude, just get a gun. Yeah, just get a gun, bro. <laughs> threaten them. <laughs> All right. Now I feel that, man. Like, like, I have to have a house because I'm a drummer and I'm a producer. I'm literally yeah. so loud. I have a drum room in there that's just loud as fuck. It's sound treated, but there, you can't sound, you can't contain a drum kit. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hey, this is Mize. Um, <laughs> I was wondering uh, to ask a question of Leet. Um, what, uh, what, what's your Wendy's order? And, um, you know, if, there, if there's a bad bitch at the drive-thru, do you change your order? Let me know. Dude, never change for a woman, okay? I don't care if she's in Wendy's. I don't care if she's in Arby's. You never change for a woman, okay? Well, f for starters, if I have to change my order to, to, to flex for a girl, then that girl's probably not worth flexing for in the, to begin with. Yeah, she's probably a fucking vegan, okay? Exactly. <laughs> no, nothing gets vegan. No, dude. Death <laughs> to all of them. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but my Wendy's order, it's the same every time, uh, except if I'm at the airport, because uh, airports don't do it for some reason. But um, it's the $5 biggie bag lettuce only um, with sweet and sour and um, grape high sea to drink. Dude, I will say this, man. Wendy's go hard as fuck, dude, bro. Wendy's goes so stupid gas. It does, bro. I always get the ba a Baconator, bro. It was such a genius sandwich that they added. They don't freeze their beef. That's their secret. Every other And they don't place, cut corners. They don't. They don't cut corners. They keep them on the burgers. Our burgers are squares because we don't cut corners. That's their whole slogan. That's so cheesy. Like, literally, they have some really cheesy burgers, too. They, they do. They have, really I mean, the Baconator is pretty cheesy, man. That's yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong with two meat patties, bacon, and cheese, and mayo? That's genius. I'm a man, and so whatever, like, just hearing that gets me hard. In, THC gets me throbbing. No, dude, it makes me freak out. Does it really? Dude, yeah. you and Mize are the same way. Yeah. Yeah, Mize, can't, Mize hits one one hit of the blunt, and he's he's having an anxiety attack. Oh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I literally didn't know what anxiety was until I smoked weed as an adult. Damn. I think that means you're a bad person. No, it just means that weed ain't for me, dude. No, it means that your brain's like, oh, fuck, I have to think about my actions now. That's 100%. I'm thinking about the shit that I said on Twitter <laughs> that day. I'm like, bro, I shouldn't be saying these things. I'm thinking about things I said on a podcast as a joke. They're like, bro, someone's going to take this the wrong way. You're thinking of song names like, I named a song Stop Fucking My Daughter. Well, that's hilarious. I think if I was high, I'd be like, dude, that's a great song title. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sterling gets me, man. <sighs> dude, we're going to bring this song back from the dead. Bring it like back, dude. <laughs> Remix and remaster it. Make it slap. <laughs> I have I have eaten Wendy's with with Ian before. Mice, the man the man likes Wendy's. I like Wendy's, There's, dude. Like, I like fast food. I just can't eat it all the time. Keyword all the time. I've already had fast food twice today. I eat it once a week. And I want to purge. I want I want to do it once a week. I'm happy. Three times a week, I hate myself. When you're touring and traveling, it's hard not to do it, bro. That's all that's available, unless you want to spend like twenty bucks for lunch on a salad. Yeah, or like, yeah, uh, $25 on a ham sandwich at the airport, or you can go to McDonald's <laughs> and get a Big Mac for six. Yeah, shit. Yeah, like this morning at, at the Denver airport, I was like, okay, I want to start this nine-day trip off right with a healthy breakfast. And my two options were McDonald's 
or some random Mexican spot. And I was like, you know what? This Mexican spot's probably healthier than McDonald's. And they were charging $14 for a breakfast burrito. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what you're getting with McDonald's. Yeah. You know what you're getting. You know it's going to be fine. It's going to taste good. Yeah. You're going to be full. You're not going to spend a lot of money. But you're going to hate yourself. I mean, like, you know, like, you're on a plane anyway, so you already hate yourself. Yeah, so dude, I just like, hate myself, period. Yeah? Okay, no. I, don't. I only hate myself at airports. I just hate myself. I just hate life Tuesdays and Wednesdays because there's no football, so I'm so glad y'all are there's here. no football, no shows. I'm so glad y'all are here right now, dude, because I would just be contemplating ending it, dude. There's no games on tonight? Yeah, there's, dude, there's nothing. It's just NBA right now. Which I, I like the NBA, but fucking the Pelicans suck this season, dude. Damn. God, we suck. Zion, the he's, greatest. He's fat, bro. He's gra- fat. He's not playing. number one pick in, in NBA history. He could have been. He could have been. Because he's, he's, like, he's such a rare talent, but it's yeah. like, bro, can you just not be injured and not be overweight? He's up there with, like, Greg Oden and, like, what's the other guy's name that played for the fucking Timberwolves? That was a number one pick. I don't know, bro, but it's fucking... It's sad. Whenever Zion came, it was like a light up, like you know, it was like light of hope in this city. Oh, I remember. I and then, was you, and, then you, and then you watch them play. You're like, dude, this guy's a baller. And then he's like, oh yeah, he's three. He's now he's over three hundred pounds. Yeah. And he's injured. It's like, dude, he's not doing anything but eating, bro. He drinks Capri Suns on the sideline. In Mountain Dew. I believe it. Dude, always, I'm telling you, brother, po boys down here hit different bro it's i will say man fucking living down here in louisiana it, it would it's pretty easy to be overweight i'm glad i'm not overweight but it'd be a pretty easy thing to do living in denver has been great for my fitness because the food's all trash yeah i've heard they ha- don't have good food in denver i've heard the food is they, not good I, i've i found a couple spots that are good but it's just like all the other people know it's good too so everybody goes to those spots. fuck yeah i got a torchies torchies goes hard what's torchies torchies tacos yeah they go hard dude i've, I've already got my own taco spot okay it's word. called taco rico uh that best tacos in denver taco rico i remember that because whenever i move there i'm gonna go eat there for but, sure but you well, know i've heard the food there in denver is not that good but i did i did hear a, a fact about denver denver has the lowest obese rate not Denver. Colorado has the lowest obese rate in the whole yeah, country. It's, it's like one of the healthiest cities in the nation. That's cool. Like it's the type of place where you're driving around at seven a.m. and the sidewalks are full of people doing morning runs. Usually, I'm up still drinking. Like, what's up? Let's party. Walking to Seven Eleven at seven a.m. Did that is something that like in Louisiana, I can just go get alcohol at any time and any day at, at anywhere really. That's oh, yeah, really nice. It's like that out here. Yeah, you can drink in the streets and wherever you want. And dude, last time I was in New Orleans, I was drinking. Who the fuck was I with? I just remember being so drunk at this bar by Republic that I left my credit card in New Orleans. Um, but I was with. I know Buku was here. Who else was I with? You weren't here. I wasn't here. Oh, it was SFAM and Buku. Okay. I forgot what. They were on some tour. They were probably Buku's tour. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a part of it. I didn't give a shit, but. Uh, Shout your party. But uh, yeah, you know, last time I was here, I remember getting so tossed that I left my credit card in uh, in New Orleans. That's fun, dude. Yeah. Hey, better your credit card than, um, you know, your anal virginity. Let's keep it going. It's true. Hey, yo, it's Santana from Savannah. I What's just want to know, when you're creating music, what is your most common starting point as far as your workflow goes? Do you start with the drop sometimes or most of the time with the intro, maybe just the chord progression? Uh, I'm just very curious on where you guys start off in music. Thank you. It's very personal. 
And like the fact that you would even think it's okay to ask that is ridiculous. Like that's so inappropriate. You would ask even something so personal to where I start things. Like who are you, Santana? So, so. <laughs> I mean, go I just it, I disagree, it. but go for it. I'm fucking around. He knows. He knows I'm fucking. Around. He called the show. We we fuck around on the show. So, um, where I start when I make music, I think it's important to not kill your motivation while you're working on a song. Um, I know that's a problem with a lot of a lot of younger producers. Um, uh, that they'll start a project and get discouraged by how it's sounding while they're working on it, and then they'll just give up on it. Um, so for that, I think it's really important to start on the juiciest part of the track. What's the juiciest part of the track? Obviously the, the outro, the, dude, the, the, bridge, the fucking outro, the, no. the end, so obviously you're going to want to start, um, with the drop. I would say, um, what I do personally, when I start a new project is I'll just write an eight bar loop. Uh, that eight bar loop will be the first drop or what I will assume is the first drop at the time that I'm writing it. Um, and that's typically where I'll start the workflow from there. Um, obviously you're going to want to have your drums laid out first, uh, because drums are the literal backbone of every song ever in existence besides songs that don't have drums, of course. But, um, I think drums are the first thing that should be laid out. And of, of course, everybody's going to have their own workflow. I'm just sharing my own, but um, it's a lot easier to write out a drop when you have drums laid out already because you already have the spaces that you know need sounds and noises and rhythm. Um, yeah, um, I don't, I've never started off writing a melody or just like a synth. I think that all that should be accompanied by a drum beat in order for it to, uh, for you to be able to successfully um, create a sound that fits it the best yeah so you know start with a drop and start with the drums and then work your way from there all right he gave you a really good answer so i'm gonna do the opposite dude you should start with just giving up just give up go to school become a plumber acquire a bunch of student debt yep acquire debt for 20 years date date uh marry a woman that you're gonna divorce in four years and she's gonna end up fucking your brother or move, sibling or dad you'll have to move in together as soon as you start dating. She's going to have a baby. It's not going to be yours, but you're going to raise it and pay child support whenever she divorces you. So that's my advice. Just do that. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Yo, what up, y'all? Love both of you guys. This is James from Florida. <laughs> What's uh, up, buddy? Lee, I listen to FOH like at least once a day. <laughs> what the fuck? How the fuck did you and New Sensei make that song? That shit... It's the best. Love you guys. Bye. All right. So, funny thing about me and New Sensei, I like to tell this to people who um, who bring it up when I meet them in person. But me and New Sensei wrote three whole albums before we ever met each other. That's cool. Yeah, we uh, we would just stem songs out to each other, um, and we had such a synergistic workflow together that we were able to shit out music like diarrhea, like. Um, we wrote the entire Where Are We album um, in about a month, which is 12, 12 tracks long. We wrote Fuck, that in dude. a month. And that's the song that FOH is on. I've been working on um, a fucking 14 track album for <laughs> four months. Um, I, I wish I wish I could go into specifics about FOH, um, but like... Every, Does it stand for front of house? Like, 
Uh, so yeah, it can stand for front of house or it can stand for fuck out of here. I left that up to or the fat listener. Old, fat old hose. F- fat fat old hose. Yeah, that. I like fat old hose. That's a good category on Pornhub yeah. shirts tonight, y'all. I, I like I like to leave <laughs> all song titles up to the listeners' interpretation, uh, just for funsies. Cool, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's like storm the capital. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> okay i'm sorry uh, foh is definitely our longest song together um uh fucking new sensei just went went absolutely ape shit on that one I, I i can't even take that much credit for the second half of that song where he just like was like okay i'm changing the bpm and throwing in a uh, 20 different spongebob noises cool and it just just went to town but yeah, no, that's that's probably one of my favorite songs that we have together is FOH. I'm I'm very stoked that you like that one. That's cool, man. Yeah. Very, I like the I like that. Twelve songs in a month. That's wild, bro. Yeah. <sighs> hey guys, it's uh, Dustin, aka Little Trust Fund. AKA- it's my boy, bro. Jesus Christ, aka Wait, little, 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 thumb? little Trust Fund. Little Trust Fund. Yeah. I said Little Toe. You ever heard of the rapper Little Trust Fund? No, I haven't, bro. Bro, you ever heard of the rapper Little Trust Fund? Sterling? Bro, how y'all not heard of Little Trust Fund? You, you think I listen to music? Dude, Little Trust Fund. Everybody know Little Trust Fund. That's my boy Jesus Christ, bro. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hey guys, it's uh, Dustin, aka Little Trust Fund, aka Jesus Christ. And we stand with Aaron Rodgers, buddy. North. Um, that's. Is that still an okay phrase to say? Anyway, I uh, just wanted to know, uh, fun, aka Jesus Christ, from here in Wisconsin, Great White North. Um, that's, is that still an okay phrase to say? Anyway, I <laughs> uh, just wanted to know uh, from both of you guys, what is your typical gym routine? Obviously, you guys are, you know, both just epitomes of men health, men's health. And just wondering what's a standard gym workout for you? And uh, if you don't like that question, how about what's the what's like a perfect first date either that um, you would like to have or you did have? Okay. Um, that's kind of fun, different, and maybe uh, send out some advice to the love sick folks out here listening to you today. So again, much love from the just regular North, and uh, <laughs> yeah, love you guys. Talk to you later, dude. I want to turn that into a joke. The Great White North, you. <laughs> That's hysterical. That is so funny to me, dude. That is so good. What state? He's from Wisconsin. Wis- oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, it Wisconsin, the Great White North. <laughs> Don't they like cheese there? That's Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. it all makes sense. Now. It all makes sense, dude. Yeah. Sense. I like that. Two questions, two part questions. You know, I'm a pretty active guy. You look really good yourself. You know. Yeah, I lost I lost sixty pounds last year. Wow, yeah. sixty pounds. Yeah, I did keto for two months and uh, ran a mile a day. So I run a mile every day. Yeah. My issue, I think I would be shredded. I drink if a lot drink, of beer, dude. This is the first PBR I've had in about eight months. I work out four or five times a week. I run a mile every day with those workouts, Damn. and then also a DJ two three times a week and a dj is a damn good cardio workout yeah. especially i fucking lose it on stage 
Yeah, I'm, but if you're also drunk while you're DJing, then it's not a workout. Balances each other's out. Balances each other out. <laughs> Definitely yeah. is a workout, dude. I mean, I'm leaving the stage fucking sweating my ass off, sore and out of breath. I think that's no, still a workout. I, I get my workout in when I'm uh, going to the airport uh, the morning after the show, and I'm trying not to miss my flight. Really? That, that's my workout. Do you, do you like do gym or anything? Or? No, no, I'm joking. I I, I work out, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you're like, how lift, bro? Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, he asked about favorite gym routine. Um, I... I don't really have a routine outside of running a mile a day before I, I lift. That's it. That's like, what I, I mean, like I do muscle groups every other day. Um, I mean, like there's, I'm not going to go through my routine for that because this is not that kind of show. But um, I do run a mile a day before I lift because I think cardio is super, super, super important for health. Yeah, I run a mile a day. And if I'm not up for that mile a day, I do 10 minutes of like, like inclined walk, like fast walking. Like on or, or like a stair lift for ten minutes. Oh, I was I was thinking you were trying to make a joke, and I was no, like, dude, I'm dead serious. <laughs> so like yesterday, I ran a mile. Today, I wasn't feeling it. This morning, I was tired, so I yeah. just fucking walked up up and like as inclined as the treadmill yeah. would go for ten minutes. Yeah, um, I will say it, it, it's always right arm night every night. I'm left handed, so it's left arm night for mm -hmm. you every night. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, oh, what was the other question? First, best first date. Dude, yes. What was your? I like that question actually. What would be your ideal? first date or like what's the best first date you ever had okay well a best first date would imply that we would we are in happy relationships no right? no because i had a good first date like the best first date I ever had a couple like a like three or four months ago okay i'm not in a relationship yeah lonely so that didn't, that didn't apply it but it still wasn't a damn good first date okay and i'll tell the story but i wanted you to go to first if you want me to go first, I can. You go first because I need to think about this. It's a lady of who I have, uh, you know, been a fan of. You know, I've liked her from a for a lot from a distance for a long time. When I say from a distance, like I like watch her. You know what I mean? Like I pay attention to things she does. You know, in the morning time, at night. Yeah. You know her routine, like you know her work schedule. You know her where she drives, what how she locks her door, where she leaves her key, <laughs> that type of stuff. Like that's that's how I watch her. So a girl I've been a fan of for a while. Nah, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. Anyway, it's a girl I've liked for a very very long time. Uh, you know, asked her out. She said yeah. She was uh, you know, thinking about where we're gonna go. She's like, I'd love to go to one of your shows. Have you ever been to Ohio? Wow. No, what's in Ohio? Nothing. But hey. You know, we're going to make the best of it. We went out. I was playing uh, after the official after party for a festival, sold out show. You know, we went a day early, just explore. We had a bl blast together. It was wow. fucking the entire time. It was just fantastic. I yeah. thought I was in love with this woman. I thought it, dude. I thought I was in love. It was such a good date. I left, like, left and called my mom. I'm like, mom, I just had the best date ever. So, so, so what happened? Just didn't work, bro. Oh. Just didn't work. Damn. It's okay. It was still a great time. Yeah. Still a great time. No bad blood. Nothing. Like, we had other dates after that. Over time, interest on both sides went down. It's okay. That happens. You know, I just remembered what my favorite first date was, actually. It was here in New Orleans, actually. Wow. And, and you probably know who she is, too. What's her name? Samantha Van Fleet. She goes by Salem. She lives in Salt Lake City. Love her to death. I fucking love her, dude. Yeah, me too. She's I love great. her. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. figured yeah. she was. Yeah, I know she uh, but um, this one time uh, we wanted to meet up 
um, we had been internet friends for a little bit and wanted to officially hang out. So I was like, okay. Um, we ended up coming to New Orleans because we both like the Saints. She's a big Saints fan. Yeah. Yeah. We and her talked about that. Was, that was yeah. like a big part of the attraction, actually. Yeah. We, me and her watched the Saints game together one time, man. She's a, she, yeah. I, I, I like, she's a fun gal. I like her. Um, we went to the Monday night football game between the Colts and the Saints where Drew Brees broke the record, and I got a video of it on my iPhone. Bro, I wasn't even at the game, and I was crying watching that game. Yeah. Me and Samantha are right next to each other. Did y'all cry? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a beautiful that was a beautiful moment. Uh dude. Historical it, moment. Yeah. I got it on camera. I also got on camera at the Titan Stadium when Michael Thomas broke the single season reception record. Beautiful, dude. That's it great. happened in Nashville, like right down the street from me. That's great, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But that was my favorite first date ever, dude. Like fucking when you're a lifelong fan of a team and then you meet a girl that's also a lifelong fan of the team, it's just like Dude, like I literally don't even care about anything else. Which, like, your political beliefs are nothing, girl. You like the same team as me. Like, we finna have seventeen children. Yeah, seventeen. That's some Mormon ass number. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mormon ass Dude, number. It's funny because she lives in. Sweden. I know, I know. That's, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. So I said that, man. That's um. Yeah, so you're like, uh, that's the quality in a woman in the, the same dude, sports team as you? Dude, I, I'm not even shitting you, dude. I fucking love sports, dude. I love them, dude. Dude, I, I literally, it's a, it's a requirement for me at all my jobs to have Sundays off because I am sitting at home and watching NFL Red Zone. Oh, dude, I plan my travel schedule as a touring <laughs> DJ around games. I literally will not sleep. I will get on a 4 a.m., 3 a.m. flight sometimes. Oh, my God. Just to make it at home home time for the game so now what if the saints are playing on a thursday night and you get an offer for a thursday night show uh i will make sure that my set's after the game <laughs> i've literally I mean, yeah that would make sense yeah like delta isn't a hub here americans like the hub yeah. here so i usually fly american football season i fly nothing but delta just because they have, they have the, the games TVs. on united the does too some some of them okay well i know usually all the deltas do yeah and so i literally will fly delta just so i can That's, watch the games fuck yeah yeah, dude, I got to watch the Browns and the Broncos play on a United flight, like the whole game from start to finish. Yeah, like it's cool because you can't use your phone on the flights because yeah. there's no Wi-Fi, but you just you're in the moment watching that game from start to finish, digesting all the commercials and like literally everything. It's, yeah, it's a, it's it's a unique experience when you're not connected to the internet when you're watching a football game. I watched the Bucks and Saints game two weeks ago on us on a Delta flight, and it was oh, flight to New Orleans, so it was everybody on the flight was watching the game, and so you. Hear the occasional woo, get him! <laughs> yeah, it's like you're like everyone's excited, but they're still keeping it down. They're still being respectful, but you can be like, yeah, no, what? You know, you're like the occasional that, and I was that guy most of the time. I'm just like. Aah! You, you, you want to know how crazy Denver is about their sports teams? Uh, dude, they don't. F dude, I was on a flight back to Denver when I was watching this game, and there was a total of like three people on the whole flight of like 120 people that were even watching the game. Dude, they don't give a shit. <laughs> Last, I literally did like a three-day run in Colorado a couple months back. And uh, while I was there, I saw Cowboys jerseys. I saw Saints jerseys. And I saw, what was the other jersey? I saw Eagles jerseys. I didn't see a single Broncos jersey while I was there. It's weird. Yeah, because like... Well, no one's from name, there. Name a star player on the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I said name a star player. <laughs> Von Miller, dude. He's on the Rams. I know. He just got traded. Yeah, man. Na name a star player. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm stumped. 
and I'm stumped, bro. And they somehow blew the fucking backs out of Teddy, Cowboys bro, last week. Teddy Bridgewater's a good quarterback, bro. They gotta they gotta put some respect on his name. I love Teddy. I love him too. But I only love him because he was a saint at one point. If Dude, he was never a saint, I would give a shit about so him. So actually I lost a bet with the uh with the with the fan out in Charlotte. They're Panthers fans, and it was the first game. They're like, hey, if the if the Saints win, I'm gonna get a ta- taboo tattoo on me. If they lose, you have to get a Carolina Panthers jersey and wear it on stage and get a picture and post it. I have the jersey. I was supposed to play a show in Charlotte. That didn't happen, so yeah. I'm going to have to do another show. But I bought a fucking Teddy Bridgewater jersey. <laughs> it was on sale. Oh, shit. It was on sale. It was Because, you know, he played for the Panthers last oh, season. Did. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I got it on sale. It's like $20 jersey. Whenever jersey is like 80 90 bucks. D- and they didn't say who. They didn't say they had to be on the team. It's so unfair that we are in the same division as Christian McCaffrey. Bro, what are you talking about? He hasn't played much in two seasons. Dude, when he's healthy. Whenever though. he's healthy, they were three zero. They haven't won. A, they've won one game since he's been injured, and Dude. it's and it's coming on week eight. You didn't, you figured Riverboat Ryan would steer that franchise in the right direction? Nah, bro. Fucking Sam Darnold's a bitch. Dude, he just can't stop seeing ghosts. Dude, they should have never got rid of Cam Newton. They should have never got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. They just keep fucking up. Cam Newton was washed, dude. No, he wasn't, dude. He was just injured. He was finally healthy. That's why he's washed, dude. No, he's he's fi- he was finally healthy. Is the thing. He finally got healthy. He can't throw a ball longer than forty bro. yards without what looking like he's in pain. What are you talking about, dude? Did you watch him in the preseason in the end of last season? Yeah, dude just, was hitting it. Did you see him wince in pain every time he threw the ball too? No, bro. Yeah, no, dude. Whenever he's in Carolina, man, was finally healthy, man. I'm a Cam Newton fan. And whenever fucking Jameis Winston went down, I saw some people on Twitter that were like Cam Newton and the Saints, and I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's fucking do it. You want him and OBJ. Yes, dude. How sick would that be? Cam Newton and OBJ to the Saints? I would be jerking off and coming every single Sunday, every quarter, bro. And so would the journalists. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what, dude? We're going, we going to the Super Bowl is what I'm going to say, bro. The Super Bowl. If we had Cam Newton and OBJ, dude, get out of here, bro. That shit, get get out. Dude. Get the fun. I'm joking. Dude, that would have been awesome. Are you not about that? No. Oh, I'm not, bro, dude, I'm, s- I'm not about bringing OBJ to the Saints. I, I want OBJ He's bad. We're going to find out. We're going to find out today or tomorrow. Dude, it's night or dude, tomorrow dude night. Makes, dude makes one crazy one-handed catch and gets, gets paid generations of wealth. Good, dude. We need that guy. Because you know what? Michael Thomas is injured. Who's that guy for us right hey, now? Dude, is, is MT even going to be a Saint next year? I don't think he is. I don't think so either. I don't think he is. I think I think that this is going to be it. Yeah. I think it was good while we it lasted. Let's get OBJ. He had a crush on Breeze for sure. Oh, yeah. And now his girlfriend's gone. So. Well, dude, like fucking Jameis was doing great. I, lo- I love dude, Taysom. 14-3. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Hey, dude. Way better than 30-30. <laughs> dude, yeah. He was on track to go like 30-10. and 10. Yeah. That's that's a Easy. good quarterback. That's, that's, that's a top five that, quarterback. That's a Pro Bowl quarterback. That's a top five quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, I would, hey, that's way better than Patrick Mahomes is doing yeah, this year. Just, just the the team leading ability that Jameis Winston displayed this year, dude. He's a goofball, goofball. But he gets fired up on the side. I know. I like that. I yeah. like it. I'm a goofball who oh, gets yeah. fired up. A goofball that can also be serious. Is yeah, great. I and that like whenever I saw the shit that he's doing, like in his interviews and the post game and with the team, I'm like, I love this guy, dude. dude that post. I was literally wearing my famous. I have a famous Jameis shirt. I wore to the gym today. He's eating the W's and there's fires <laughs> and crab legs that's coming awesome. behind him. 
Dude, that fucking post-game interview after week one where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, what did my coach say? Oh, he just said we have to be prepared. <laughs> he was talking about, he, there, was a, there was an interview, he was talking about Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. He's like, they're the best condoms in the league. What did I just say? Uh, uh, tandems, tandems. <laughs> he called them condoms. <laughs> I hope, like, dude, I just want to believe he's doing that on purpose, and he's just like, no, a, dude, he's expert, a goo- he literally comedian. is a goofball, bro. <laughs> I literally, there was it, Taysom Hill. They had him mic'd up one day. Taysom Hill walked on the side. He said, "Man, they're doubling up." He said, "I don't give a damn. You run that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's go. I love this dude, bro. Yeah. I'm not. I never played football. Always been a big fan of it, dude. And whenever I see someone just be a goofball. And then do yeah. the sport and just like take it serious. I'm I'm a fan, bro. But now it, it's way different when they're a goofball and they suck ass. Then you're like, dude, right. get this clown off the team. Exactly. But yeah. But when J- they a goofball and dude, dude, Jameis was doing great. I hope we give yeah. him another chance next year. But I, he's going want you, money. You can't give it him. You can't give it, dude. To I, him. Like, dude, that's what he he wants a big contract. He hasn't gotten it yet. I don't think I don't think him or his agent can make a point to be like, hey, give me a, a contract for the last season. I don't think you can do that. I think you give him one more one-year contract. Yeah, he's going to have to do another year lease. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any team going all in on him. No, I don't either. So, like, his best chances are here. But if I'm being honest, I think I'm going to I'm gonna throw three wild cards out there. I'm going to throw three wild cards. Because do you think Jameis Winston going to be starting quarterback for Saints next year? It's definitely possible. What do you if, think, though? What do you think? Um, uh, it, That's only possible if Trevor Simeon shits the bed this season. Taysom Hill, too. Uh, I think I think we already know the answer to Taysom Hill. We don't. We don't? No. His quarterback rating right now is 39.6. What are you talking about? He has a completion percentage of 75%. His QB rating right now is 39.6. Maybe for this season. Yeah, this season. Okay, yeah, but he's only thrown two passes, one of them an interception. But you also have to think that he... No, he's thrown three well, passes. When he was putting up those numbers with high completion percentages, it was in games where he was a tool for for Breeze. No, he was fucking... He was a starting quarterback he was a starting? for four... He was a starting quarterback for four games. He went 75% completion percentage, but he also had 11 fumbles. Yeah. And like, no, his game plan doesn't work the same when he's a starter. That's why I don't like him as a Listen, starter. Listen, he's one of my favorite players. I want him. No, to, I, I want love, him, I love Taysom. I want Hall. him to figure it out. Me, and this podcast is literally just turning into a Saints podcast. It, it, Y'all can get really over just it. Did. Yeah. You can yeah. get over it. Yeah. That's also why me and Mitch are friends is because we both love the Saints. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to continue talking about it. We're not stopping. Yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Keep going. That's fine. Dude, I wish Michael was here because Michael would be like, dude, dude, no, dude, no. Yeah, Michael man. and Andre, dude. I swear, <laughs> Michael and Andre, I love fucking, I love those cats because we can sit there and talk about football all day, dude. <laughs> but, dude, I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be the starter next year because, you know, I think we're going to go out and try to make some moves because here's, here's, here, here's my big three, okay? If legal issues get figured out, I think we're going to try to make a move on Deshaun Watson. I would be totally down for that. Oh my god! Me and Deshaun Watson were born on the exact same day, September fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. We give them three first round picks, or we give them one and Michael Thomas, and they got to take that contract on. And then we go get Devontae yeah, Adams. Uh, I mean, like, and then we go get Devontae yo, Adams. Do we need Michael Thomas? I mean, honestly, we're we're we are doing pretty solid this year without him. And we did solid last year without him. Exactly. Like yeah. we don't need him. We don't need him. Uh, we could get insane capital off him. We, yeah, we could we could trade him. So we give we give them one first round pick and Michael Thomas after his legal shit's figured out we get to Sean Watson. That's a, that's a take, okay? Or Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be the Packers next year. <laughs> that's that's a pipe dream, but it's yeah. It's a pipe dream. No, it's not, dude. He almost didn't want to go back this year. 
He literally gave a pregame speech about how he didn't like the fucking organization. So, Sean Payton called him up like, hey, bro, what yeah. you want over here? We'll get it for you. So, we get Aaron Rodgers, we trade Michael Thomas, and we get Devontae Adams, too. <laughs> Damn. I mean, dude, like, if, if we do get rid of Michael Thomas... We gotta um, get Devontae then, Adams that, or OBJ. Like, who else is taking up a shit ton of cap room? Oh, Andrews Pete's also on his contract here. Yeah. He's taking up cap room. Yeah. And well, he's, he is constantly he, he, hurt. He's going to get a check. He's going to get a check, though. Really? Yeah. He's, he's always hurt. But when he's not, he's a, he's a shut down lineman. I, I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope he does because he, he's, every time I've watched him play, he's always the one O lineman that gets hurt. Dude, I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would come if Aaron Rodgers came to the Saints. <laughs> I would love that so much. It is an animal. Dude, when he beat Chicago the other week and he was like, I still fucking own you. I own you. Dude, that was so That badass. was the biggest big dick energy I've ever yeah. seen in the game. It was so good. No one was upset about that other than Chicago fans. Fuck Chicago fans. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, did you see the game last night? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude no. Fuck the refs, bro. Chicago would have won that dude, game if one of the refs. That was such bullshit. One of the worst officiating Cash, games I've dude, ever seen. Cassius Marsh. I feel so sorry for that, dude. That was his literal... First play in the NFL, and he got. Dude, he just looked at the sideline. That's, he, he looked at it hard as fuck. He didn't say nothing. He didn't do. He no, didn't flex. So, he just you know, looked. The flag came out when he accidentally brushed against the ref. No, he didn't. Act, the ref bumped into him, bro. And then through the, the flag. ref literally backed up to hit him, and it's it's fucking weird. It was a weird game. Yeah. It was a weird game where a, a touchdown pass that that Justin Fields threw. Got called back for a, f a penalty that didn't happen. Well, yeah, who's got the bigger sports market, Chicago or Pittsburgh? I would think Chicago. It's a bigger city. They have a bunch of sports teams, though. I know. That's why I would think it would be Chicago, but it was in Pittsburgh. But, dude, it, it was honestly – Saints fans like to say the fucking NFL hates the – Hates the Saints. They, they do. do. They do. They do. But last night was one of the worst officiating games I've ever seen. Uh, the Bears should have won. 100%. The Bears should have won. 100%. Justin Fields was doing a good job. Yeah, dude, Justin Fields. He's the truth. He's probably the best looking quarterback out of the first round this past year. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He's he's crushing. I haven't even seen his stats yet. He's killing it. Mac Jones is doing good. But also, Justin Fields has started. This was his third game starting. Well, like you also like. Mac Jones has a way more solidified coaching staff and O line. Yeah, dude. Chicago is Chicago's kind of a falling mess. apart. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have a new head coach next year. So like, what I'm saying is, you put Justin Jefferson on the Patri or Justin Fields on the Patriots, and uh, he's gonna be crushing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mac Jones is doing good. Like I said, dude. Fucking, I don't. Matt Nagy's not gonna be the head coach of the Bears next year. I'm not seeing it. But uh, no, I don't know how he was this year. He's a good coach, man. I, I'm gonna blame the front office. I think he's gonna get you. I think he's gonna get an, another head coaching job next year. Literally, he's. I think he's gonna go right to another head coaching job. He's gonna go to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they got DC uh, Motor Camp, uh, Motor Dan City Campbell. Dan Campbell, dude, bro. I, I fucking love him. As I a do coach, too, man. Dude. I want him to win the, so bad. The fact that he like got emotional, started crying at the press conference just because he was sad that his team was trying so hard just to win and they lost in the last bit. Like that was like, damn, that's like a real ass coach. It will. I know if I was a player and I saw that, I'd be like, we gotta fucking go to war for this guy. Yeah, and dude, the Lions have been playing hard every. Really, fucking they gave week, the Rams dude. the hardest game they've had, other than the dude, Cardinals. Like, they haven't and the, gotten and the Titans. They haven't gotten blown out this year at all. Every game that they've lost has been like within two touchdowns. Yeah, it's been like, it's been tough, man. I mean, it's just it's just first year coaching, first year new system. You're gonna figure that shit I out. I mean, man. and you got Jared Goff as your quarterback. 
Yeah. I mean, that's he's about as plain Jane as you can get. Well, let me give you my third scenario with the Saints quarterback. Because we reached out during we reached out to this team during the trade to try to get him Russell Wilson. <laughs> that would be so on board. We, we tried preseason. Damn. We tried before the season, and we tried during before the trade. Dude. We're like, any any interest there, dude? That's great because Russell can play in the Superdome because he's used to a stadium that's super fucking loud. The, the Seattle Seahawks have the loudest stadium. Yeah, they, they're, in, they're louder than the Superdome. They have so like, they have would, the loudest he would, one. He would adjust that perfectly. Every every city likes to say we have the loudest arena. It's, Literally the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. They have it on record. I, I feel like there's certain players that like legit cannot play for the Saints or the Seahawks just because the stadium is so loud. Yeah, like I definitely feel like that affects some people's performance. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. That shit's tough, man. I mean, fucking there people are screaming at you to fail. Eighty thousand people screaming and people at you. People are banging on those little yeah. metal metal plates, calling you a bitch, Superdome. dude. Fucking telling you your parents should have aborted you. Like all that dude. shit, dude. Like how are you supposed to perform under that pressure? Uh, nothing compares to being inside the Superdome, especially for a primetime game. Oh my god! Like that was my first time ever going to the Superdome. Was that primetime game? I went to my first game this year. What's my first game this year? You went to your first game this year. I've been there pre. Dude, I've been poor the yeah. entire time I've lived here until now. I'm still poor. <laughs> well, I'm finally not yeah, poor. You're not poor anymore. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm finally not poor. So I've been going to games. Fuck yeah! Yeah, you can just like, go to games and now like, I can go to games. And it doesn't it doesn't put you behind on bills? Yeah, I'm not stressed. <laughs> I can go to the game. You can enjoy several beers at a game. I get trashed at the games <laughs> now. Damn, what a luxury! <laughs> I couldn't even go, but now I'm like, let's get fucked up and yeah, watch the game. See, if I want to go to a game, I get the cheapest seats and I I get one beer if I'm feeling crazy. Oh, bro! I will say the last game I went to, dude, I was in line. It was at halftime. I was in enti- line the entire halftime to get this beer. Uh, and the beers were like $13 a beer or some shit. This lady walked up shoot to me and she goes, hey, I'm going to cut in front of you, but I'm going to buy your beers. And I'm like, okay. Because literally like two beers was like 23 yeah. bucks or 24 bucks. But she turns around and she goes, I'm not a cunt, I promise. I'm like, you're not a cunt, but you're a cut. A cut? Oh, shit. She cut through line. I thought that was funny. Did she get you your beer stuff? She bought me both my beers. Tall but daddies. We're Fuck good. Fuck yeah. I was a hero. I was a hero. I, was, I, went with, I went with Boogie T and Digital Ethos. They were only selling you two beers at a time. I bought. She got me those two beers, and then I bought two beers. So I just and they're like fucking like twenty four ounces. So yeah. like they're huge. So I'm just walking back to the fucking game, a hero with the boys. <laughs> like, Let's go. Did you get her number? No, dude. Fuck that bitch. I don't want her number. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Do you have that that bucket hat with with the? I do, dude. I've always wanted to try that. Yeah, I, I do. do have the bucket hat. Not like in here, but it's in another room. Yeah, I do have that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll hold it down on the on the podcast while you go get it. Okay, hold it down. All, right. All right. So there was this one time where I was playing a show with Taboo. Um, it was in Mobile, Alabama. Um, <laughs> it was me, him, and Untitled. Um, I think we sold a grand total of seven tickets. Um, no, it was, it was 34. 34? It, it felt like seven. Me and Jonathan threw that show. Yeah, so they threw the show, which means that they invested money into that show. Yeah, we lost so much. Uh, and he, like, hit me. He, Mitch hit me up because he was like, yeah, dude, come play a show. I'm throwing it. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be awesome. I've never been to... Um, mobile alabama this should be lit um so we go to mobile alabama me and untitled and um 
it, uh, he says it's 34 tickets sold. I think it was seven tickets it's 34, sold. 34, I remember. Because I, I didn't see anybody dancing at all the entire night except for them, him and Jonathan on stage dancing in their in their onesies. With the Dude, more suits. Okay, get it right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, nah, man. It was, uh, we were stupid, man, because we were throwing shows in Mississippi and they were doing good. And they're like, hey, dude, we should expand. So we start throwing shows in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Mobile. Oh, and we start fucking losing and losing. We're like, what are we doing? There's already shows in these areas. Why are we trying to throw shows in these areas? It made no sense. Dude, <laughs> Sterling is... It was cool, though. Soul Kitchen, I've played there a couple times. It's always been but really good. That's that was, definitely a venue for bands. <laughs> no, dude, I've, I've, I've played some dope parties there. All right. So there's two. Yep, there's two. I, so I need a second. Oh. Look at dude. He's got the drink, and I, I haven't even used it yet. You're gonna be the first, dude. I, like I'm surprised nobody has asked. No one cares enough about like, this anything. This is so cool. No one cares enough. I thought it was cool enough on the internet, man. Like fucking eight All bucks. Right, so I'll put it in for you. you. Want me to put it in? Yeah, please. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, say so put it in your mouth. Okay. It's the easy part. Fuck yeah. This is, this can be the promo bit for Trump from you. Don't lean back, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Oh. Oxygen. No, no, go for it. <laughs> yeah! yeah! Drinking hat! Drinking hat! <laughs> Do you finish it? Oh, it's oh you're spilling beer all over my... Oh, all God. My... This is... This is... Definitely... You gotta finish the beer is the thing. You gotta... That's when you start drinking, you can't stop. There we go. Drinking hat. Drinking hat. It's, it's foaming up. <laughs> yeah, dude, you gotta drink the foam, bro. There's, there's starving kids in Africa. You gotta drink it. It's like all foam. <laughs> I don't like... Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> Well, go to my sink then, <laughs> if you're done. Wait, is it going to, like, explode? I have no idea. I've never used it. It looks like it's exploding. <laughs> Just run the sink, run the sink. <laughs> this was supposed to be fun. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. You're going to hold this side with your thumb, too. Go for it. Okay. Stir fry, you want to come sit in here? <laughs> yeah. Sit in. This is stir fry, everybody. He also makes music. What a shit show of an episode. This is great okay. though. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm least replacement. How's it going? <laughs> you just been chilling in the back, like what's good? <laughs> yeah. Just chilling. Yeah, you know. How's RuneScape going over there? No, yeah, I just checking in for a minute. Dude, there. are you also in New Orleans to teach people fucking uh PowerPoint? Uh yeah, no, I'm I'm the one who was who was like, hey, you want to do some PowerPoint shit? <laughs> do they pay good for that shit? Yeah, it's great. You know, it's it's a great little hustle to do on the side, and it also lets me travel when I'm not doing shows as well. So, like, you know, I can talk to my booking agent and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be in this city. Just let you know, you know. Working and twerking. Yeah, but, yeah, it's fun. How do you get linked up with a place like that? Man, it you know it's one of those things like a bunch of series of events. Oh, he's already back. I, I, already, I don't know. He's. I feel like his his interview's over. Oh, <laughs> we were about to end it, but now you're here. Oh shit. Okay. All right. I think it's on the chair that he's sitting on. Oh yeah. No, I'm. My ass is all up in that. Thanks for keeping it warm. Though. I like yeah. it when your ass is. Hey Sterling, I like it when your ass is all in that. <laughs> 
I can be honest with you real quick. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, dude. But like, how do you even get linked up with something like that, dude? Um, well, it was it was kind of luck, but I, I mean, I've always been kind of into the audio production side of the world, like when it comes to jobs and stuff. Like, you know, back in the day, I would work at like McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for like three fucking years. And I worked sick. at a Sonic, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, fast Sonic. food, boy. Yeah. But like, you know, eventually I was like, I want to start working in the field that I have passion for you know which was music and so i went to college for audio production and i was an audio guy for a while and that was pretty chill but then like eventually I started getting into corporate audio and in corporate i realized holy shit you do a lot less work and you get paid a lot more because people old people don't know how to use that stuff yeah and you know what else old people don't know how to use condoms really <laughs> yeah i mean why would they why would they use well, them? yeah i guess yeah I never on your way out why would you use them but but no 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 computers computers <laughs> right so you know old people don't know how to use computers yeah, yeah. but you know what old people have money dick oh uh, <laughs> yeah keep going yeah they do have money yeah. no yeah so it's it's just a good situation where you know you're helping people out that really don't understand it and don't want to but they got money and they'll give you you know if you if you help them so that was the kind of industry that I gravitated towards but. You know, it's it's all to be able to do music. It's all to be able to get gear, to be able to create more. At the it's end all of a hustle, day. man. It's a hustle. You know. It's you know, I feel like for the longest time, the goal is just like being able to support myself strictly off music. I feel like that's always the dream with any creative or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, whatever sure. the journey is, is like being able to get to that point. Until that point, it's a fucking grind and a hustle, boy. Mm -hmm. You live out in Denver too. No, I live in uh, I live in Nashville. Nashville, yeah. okay, cool. No, I lived I lived right down the road from him for a while, for a long time. Like you know, we've been friends for a really long time, and uh, you know, we don't work on music as much as other people do though, because like he uses FL and I use Ableton, yeah. so we're on like completely different wavelengths. Fucking liberal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I I I just work on Ableton like every day. Every single day, like all day, it's really an obsession at this point where I just, I love it. That's what I do. Good, like, good. I mean, I play instruments and stuff too, but. What you play, boy? Saxophone and violin. Ooh, yeah, you were saying you're a good saxophone player, man. Yeah. I've been playing for the next a while. Do you, do you bust out on your sets? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have some. okay, I have something to say about Grizz. I love Grizz to death, and he's a really nice guy, and he makes incredible music. It sounds like you're about to talk shit. Dude, he doesn't play the saxophone. <laughs> sounds it literally sounds like uh, Harrison's about to hold me well, back. Well, he does I'm like, swing like, on you, like, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm okay, look, I'm he technically <laughs> does, but but he like I just I don't know. I saw the most recent video he did, and I gotta begin by saying it's an amazing project altogether. Like really, really next level production. Like the visuals are good. You know what I'm talking about? Like the new Grizz it's amazing. thing that came out. It's yeah, really good. It's really but, good. But it just irked me that as a saxophone okay. player, okay, okay. He, he didn't play. He didn't play. That's totally fair. He just held the saxophone and he pumped his fist in the air like this. It's a gimmick. And People love saxophones. Yeah. And, and it sucks that... The Bro, are you guys haters of, right now? I'm not hating. No. Are you guys haters? Why did I even... I don't even know why I mentioned it. <laughs> It's really just that, like, <laughs> I, know, dude, I'm, like I love on this. There's, you're not gonna win here, dude. Fuck me. I don't know. Everybody's why. gonna hate you. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking, bro. I'm fucking with you. Dude, I, I mean, get five minutes on this interview. <laughs> 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 
You're lucky I took the gun out of this drawer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm no, joking, I'm fucking dude. up right now. I'm I mean, not, you're great, man. I'm fucking with you. You're, it's, this is fun. Hey, man, you're, you're a saxophonist. Is that what they're called? Saxophonist? Yeah, you know. What's the, what's it, I guess. What's the yeah. correct? Because I'm a drummer. Well, like, I, guess, I guess saxophone player. Daddy's you know. Daddy, uh, you know. Daddy's? Okay, cool. Because I'm a drummer. I didn't know, like, you know, piano player is a pianist. Yeah. Which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, right? See, funny? <laughs> what I'm just saying, yeah, man. Sure. So, like, so what you're saying is, like, if you see Grizz in the street, you're trying to fight him. No, dude. I, I've, I've even seen Grizz. Like, I, I, I saw him at Bonnaroo when he was walking on the campsites. And I talked to him. You know, I'm a big fan of Grizz. If Grizz sees this... I love you, dude. Uh, listen, he's been on the show, but I, I don't think he watches. Oh, well, then... I would I mean, shit my britches if he did, but I don't think he does. Can I be, right. If I can be honest with y'all, I don't think he watches the show. <laughs> well, that's okay. And also, okay. he... he I, don't, I don't think he gives a shit. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think... It's like, whatever, you know? Like, besides that, it's still... Dude, if he, day, if he texted project. me after this episode dropped and was pissed, I'd be stoked. Oh, uh, dude. I'd be stoked. Yes. I'd be like, dude, he watches the show. He cares. He knows who the fuck I am. So, yeah. <laughs> or that he cares. Hey, y'all should, should have a sax off, dude. Oh, God, dude. Dude, sax him off. Sax off, dude. I'm sax. sax him off so hard, I, Can you sax harder than him? Or does he, does he sax harder than you? I don't know. We'll Who sacks harder? When we sacks off together. Oh, fuck. I bet you sack so sacks fucking hard. <laughs> I bet you sack so hard, dude. I've been, well, I've been playing for like 16 or 17 years now, but my main instrument is violin. That's cool. Do you put any of those in your sets? Yeah, yeah. I, I play them from time to time, but you know, it, it is tough to not make it a gimmick. It's tough to, to put it in the right place because like for me, like saxophone is like a a vehicle for self-expression that is different from others like for me personally you know like for some people they can sing and that's like their that's that's how they can get what's in their head and who they are out but for me saxophone is what that is and it's always about playing what's in the moment so improv you know yeah, and I'll, you know, a lot of what a jazz saxophone player does is they they improvise you know i'm a drummer so yeah, yeah and I up. and and so i want to be able to incorporate that part of saxophone playing into the music you know being in the moment so like it you know i don't try to make it like a like a big thing but it winds up being kind of a thing because like people when they see the sax they're like oh, they get excited shit. dude i mean they oh, get excited I mean, that's i mean think about like big gigantic or grizz whenever they first see that saxophone they're like whoa yeah yeah dude like what's wrong like you said turn it's it's a bad thing turning it into a gimmick if it works and it works that means bro, that's true you know that's what i'm true. saying like whatever you gotta do to make it work well yeah and i still love play like like i play like a lot of like you know just like bullshit fun stuff sometimes like when i'm playing sets like, like free uh, bird and stuff yeah well <laughs> like uh you know like return of the mac oh hell yeah and and like you know george michaels and like just shit where i can yeah, so I, I totally get that part of it because like that is that is an awesome part of it but th i feel like there's also more to it that people don't really think about you know with the saxophone so i'm trying to put both of that in there i guess do it bro what are you doing why why you why you why you why you slacking bro just do it <laughs> i'd be doing it cool i gotta, I gotta check a set then you do the violin and saxophone in your sets yeah yeah dude you that's dope well, when the sound guy, like Josh, Josh the sound guy can do it, uh, bro. Because the problem up. with having both instruments is that no sound guy apparently really is prepared for two direct inputs. 
No, dude, they're like, we got, we got DJs today. Today's going to be easy, bro. Yeah, dude. We don't bring any of the DI boxes. We're they good. Yeah, they do not give a fuck like, yeah. about that. So it's tough to bring both out, but I like to do that, you know? That's super cool, man. Area. That's very unique, man. I was doing live drumming in my sets for a while, and that mm. shit just was a pain in my ass. Yeah. And it's, it's not as cool because like, I'm not able to get in front of the crowd and jam with them. I'm focused on what I'm doing. With a saxophone, you're able to fucking like, look good. Yeah, you, can, you can jam a you little You can more. pelvic thrust is what it is. You literally, you literally could do that. But it's like, it's like you know, with, with the drummer was always meant to be in the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we're, we are sure. damned. And you can't pelvic thrust. I can, but like, well, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can, you can. Co- I can cock up. I can do cock ups. <laughs> cock ups. You know, I can do cock ups back yeah. there. I mean, fair, yeah. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> well, Sir Fry, it's been good getting. Uh, this is great getting yeah, you on man. the show too. Listen, Harrison, let's get you both over here. Let's. What's okay, what's? Let's... I want to thank everybody listening this week's episode. Uh, we're gonna listen. What's next for Lee and Mister Sir Fry over here? Uh, talking to this mic. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I got an album. I, I don't know when you're airing this episode. Thursday. Uh, today. Oh, perfect. Um, so my album just dropped today. If you just go to it's my really SoundCloud. Good. It's yeah, really good. It's really good. Thanks, Sterling. Um, this is my seventh it album. Out. It's probably my best work to date. Um, everybody should check it out. Just just listen front to back just one time. It's only a 20-minute commitment, but it's worth it. Uh, I'm also playing. Uh, sorry. No, I'm just longer than I, than me fucking. So there we go. Oh shit. Oh uh, yeah, I'm also uh, playing uh, at the Black Box with Mythem on the 17th of December. This shit's gonna be fucking crazy. All right, bye. Thank you. No, thank you, dude. I appreciate you. Stir fry. What's up with you? I mean, oh, yeah. One day we'll have a we'll have a whole uh, episode just that you and I. Really one day. Nice. Yeah. yeah one day we'll make it happen. But yeah, it's not a matter of if, matter of when. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the scene, I'm in the scene, it's just bound to happen. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the podcast. It's honestly a, a crazy thing that we haven't really known each other very well until now. Because, you know, you get, apparently get to know each other for a while. Yeah, bro, you never know, so you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so. but, uh, I, well, yeah, I guess the only thing I have, uh, I'm dropping a track. This is actually my first time announcing this. So this is, you heard it here first. Uh-oh, Talks with Taboo yeah. exclusive. Um, yeah, Jadudala. I'm releasing a track with Jadudala on the first of December. They do dope shit. I like what they do, yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, they used to deny me all the time. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, they just didn't like my songs, and then I got hot, and then they hit me up. I'm like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do like what they yeah, do. They're, I, they're I said that. Picky. They, no, I I say that, but I do like what they do. Like even even when I send them something that they want to release, they'll be they'll they'll come back and be like. But we want you to fix this, 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 this. <laughs> and and hey, honestly, I like it because yeah, like, sometimes good direction and cool. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it you know. hey, seems to work in form. So there we go. Yeah, they know what they want. But I really appreciate you boys coming over today. Harrison's gonna sit down with you and have you on the show, man. Sure. You know, it's yeah. it really great. Sterling's getting to get to know you a little bit, man. I'll you know, I'm sure we'll have you on the show at some point in time. So I want to thank everybody listening to this week's episode of this of the podcast, and I will see y'all next week. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah.